Alright, let's jump into some listener questions here. Uh, I think this will probably, probably a lot of the stuff we've already talked about, but there's going to be some new stuff. So, if you guys have access to Instagram or Facebook or both, I want you to jump on there now, your phone or whatever. I'm talking to our, our guest here. And let's, I'm going to, I want you to pick the questions you want to field. And there's a lot for each of you on there. So I'll, I'll start us off. And also joining us, David Edelman with Mission First Tactical has jumped on the call with us, the video. Uh, sponsors of the Talking Late AK Corner for a couple of years now. Which uh, balloon is he behind? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> David? Marty made me mute. Mute. I had to mute myself, so I've been creeping to listen to you guys. He's a fly know. on a wall. He's been a fly on a wall this whole time. Yeah. Uh, but they are Great responsible episode, behind our – and for those watching the video, I'm going to hold it up now, get all the shit off of it I got. Our talking lead gunsmith trays. David likes to call them dump trays. I call them gunsmith trays or armorer's trays. For the Talking Lead AK Corner. Uh, we've given lots of these away this season. Not just one per episode. We've given several away per episode. Um, and we'll be giving another one away this episode. And David has an announcement. For our finale, you've upped the ante a little bit. What are you guys doing? So we're happy to offer a $100 gift card. And the reason we're doing that is that we have a lot of uh, great product coming out in twenty two. So I would ask your listeners to hold the car, pay attention, and, and get it in there and get some good gear and kit. There you go. And at one point in time, Mission First was doing some AK stuff. I think you're still doing the grips, aren't you? We do We do a little bit, uh, some legacy stuff from the beginning. I got a, prod, a program manager that, that, you know, every week I got to hear him bring it up. So uh, Well, you hear it from me days, every week, too. <laughs> I'm always it's on, I'm always badgering you about releasing more AK oh, stuff. Man, yeah, you and Andrew. It's like, oh my god! But uh, you know, we just we got a lot to do, so it's it's on the list. We're getting there, and uh, you're working. I'm, it's I'm in the mail, right? It's in the mail. So what's the? Sir. Can you talk about the leather? Is that is that something you can talk about the leather, or, or is that something we uh, should hold? Should we hold that? Well, uh, well, thank you, Lefty, for, for breaking that. Uh, <laughs> we are doing a, a series of leather hybrid holsters, and then uh, that same process will be used on the armor dump trays. Nice. Uh, very nice. So for those who don't know, Mission First Tactical also has a very fine line of holsters. Um, the Kydex, but now they're gonna you're going to do a hybrid now. Yep, so we're, we're trying to – the thought here is it's the best of both worlds. You know, you get the uh, – Retention and security of Kydex and the suppleness, uh, feel and smell of the leather. There's nothing like the smell of leather. There's a lot of fun stuff. But there really isn't, man. I got to tell you. Are you going to do what? He picks that holster up and smells it. One of the special things about David's products at Mission First Tactical is that they have some magic method of embedding the ink and dye into the plastic. And uh, we use them, we use his trays for machining and the the coolant that's used in machining is a notoriously good solvent, and it, it melts almost everything eventually. And we've been using David's stuff for over a year now, um, and it's 
looking like how we got it. So it's, it's very cool if you're going to be around gun oil, that kind of thing. Um, his stuff holds up really nicely and, and all the lines are sharp. It just, it's good looking kit that works. And if you're using seal one to clean your guns then you don't have to worry about it because it's all green engineered, uh, cleaning solvents. So seal one also sponsors the talking lead AK corner. How you doing? Dwight Suttle with Seal One, here to talk about the proper use and application of Seal One CLP Plus. The first time you use Seal One CLP Plus, ideally I would start with a clean firearm. One, you see how easy our product will go on and cover the entire firearm and then wipe off. And then you'll also see that our product will remove more carbon that has been left behind from whatever you've been using. Now it takes about three cleanings. I like to say clean shoot, clean shoot, clean shoot for the seal one to get in and fully penetrate the firearm and remove whatever else you've been using before. The seal one CLP plus is safe on all metals, plastics, composites, wood, leather, you name it, it is safe on there. The seal one will not dry out. The seal one CLP plus is a dry lubricant. So you'll want to put it on and wipe it off. You want to wipe off the entire firearm. Seal One CLP Plus comes in a paste, a liquid, an aerosol, and pre-saturated bore patches that are bore specific sizes. We call those seal skins. To use Seal One, it's very simple. And using Seal One will reduce your cleaning time by over 50% from traditional cleaning methods. All carbon, copper, lead, plastic filing and shotguns, nothing is sticking it in hearing, so it all just gets wiped right off. So all you do is you field strip the firearm, you put it down and you go piece by piece by piece with covering the entire firearm inside and out with the seal one. The first time you're using it, I would leave it on for about 15 to 20 minutes, and then you come back and you wipe it all off. Seal one CLP plus, it is very simple. You do not want to overthink it. It is a dry lubricant and is meant to be used as such. So you'll put it on the entire firearm inside and out, and then you wipe it off completely. That's all there is to it. Seal one and done. Thank you. <laughs> and we're going to be giving away a seal one package uh, too. So, have you guys had a chance to look at the questions? You know me. All right, we'll start off with Marco. Marco, what uh, pick one there, and let's field it. I don't have any of the Facebooks. Oh, that's the, right. <laughs> so this one is for Marco. I don't have any, any of those interwebs. Here, here's one for Marco. This is from Giddy Up. This is on Instagram. What was the one thing in your military training that was specifically... Uh, put there to counter the enemy that turned out to be completely ridiculous. And we'll start off with Marco. Um, gosh, I, um, I, I can't, I, I cannot recall any of that stuff. I mean, um, I guess the biggest surprise for us would have been, uh, um, Maybe the pot shots that would take at us at the long distance and stuff, and and uh, I mean, you know, because you 
you train on the doctrine by the Soviet doctrine, right? So at the time it was, you know, uh, the, 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 the frontal assaults with the tank and with the infantry, you know, support and whatnot. But uh, at the time when I was drafted, uh, we already knew where we were going in. And uh, most of our um, uh, officers and uh, NCOs who were involved in the training were, were veterans. And they knew that at that time when I went in, the conflict was already going on for five years. So there was a body of knowledge uh, that uh, the, the Soviet military accumulated that was taught to uh, the troops going over the border. So I can't, I can't, you know, I mean, we were issued, we were drilled on just. So nothing specifically comes to nothing mind. Nothing that stands out that I can. Uh, that say was just that complete was so bullshit that they fed you with. And you're just like, mm, that, that wasn't true. No, I mean, it was, uh, I mean, everybody knew it was dangerous. Everybody, I mean, this uh, condition of being uh, constantly on alert and uh, being around the danger and stuff, you know, even even uh, where you're at the base where the constant rocket attacks would happen from a local, from nearby hills or whatnot. I mean, it just, nothing that I can really speak of that came out to be ridiculous. Okay. No. Okay. What about you, Neil? Um, <clears throat> kind of like Marco, uh, nothing really sticks out aside from bad command policy. Um, things like, you know, PT belts will keep you alive on, on a base. You're like, oh. no, no, it won't. Um, you know, train how you fight when you go to the field in the rear, you know, you're doing the Vietnam five round, you know, five distance, taking me full security, but in Iraq, you go to a DFAC and you have to have a clear weapon. Um, you know, that, that old ingrained stuff, um, was hard to get out of guys' heads, um, back in the early aughts. Um, but as for like doctrine, um, it changed, at least I saw it change enough between, um, you know, my army career of, you know, my deployment 03 to 04 and 05 to 06, they were able to adapt fast enough to, to not do dumb stuff, um, assuming you had not dumb command. Okay. Okay. All right. And you can, you can put your own spin on this question, too. You don't have to take it literally. So what about you, Sonny? Really nothing stands out, man. Uh Besides, besides the things in political classes that I taught how bad fucking capitalism sucks, <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing else really sticks out. And that counts. That counts. Well, I guess, but it's a very different topic, and we should not even start going that route. We'll do another show on that. <laughs> Definitely, Jeff. Yeah, you know, um, I, I can tell you one. Like in the early days of the war, like close quarter battle was relatively new. And um, let me rephrase that was relatively new to most of the troops that were going in. And um, so we used to, when you'd go into a room, you know, you'd have your, your basic assault team that go into a room was four guys. And um, so, you know, left, right, left, right. I won't get into opposing corners, which is one of my pet peeves that I think is a stupid idea, but whatever, we'll, I'll get into an argument with other Delta dudes and stuff. But but we used to go in and um, guys would say what they saw. So open door, hallway, I've got a bed, I've got unknown space, I've got whatever, and Neil's shaking his head over there. And what, what would happen was you'd go into this room and everybody's yelling something. 
which means that you can't hear shit, you don't understand anything, and people are just in there yelling, so you've completely compromised whatever you're doing that, that you got in there, and it's, and it didn't take very long, so it was one of those doctrinal things, then in the schoolhouse, you would do that, but in reality, it was just fucking stupid, there was no reason to do it, and um, because it's like, hey, my eyes work, that's why I'm here, and I can look over, and it's like, oh, Neil's got an open window. Maybe I should help him. And I'd collapse in without ever having to say anything. So we went from this verbal chaos to like literally going through buildings and houses with literally uh, most of the time not saying anything. So I would say that was one of the ridiculous things that early days of the war we started with. And then as we progressed, we obviously we got smarter and we stopped doing that stuff. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. All right. Has anybody picked uh, a question they want to field? I'll do. I'll do a super controversial one that I'm super excited about because I'm a big fanatic for it. I like controversy. Left side, left side charging handles and AKs. <laughs> okay. I'll field. I'll field it to everybody else, and then I'll. And then I'll At, who, who asked the question say, first? Say, who asked the question? Say it again. Say it again. Hold on. Left hold on. Hold on, Marco. Handle. Who asked the question? Mark, Mark is already like, no. Yeah, yeah, he's on it. Who asked the question? No, 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 no I'm not saying no. I'm not saying no. Uh, so this is on Instagram, and it's the Woodsman Pilot. Okay. And the, the question itself is thoughts on left side turning handle mods. And then the second part of that is thoughts on those bullpup AK stock kits that Sentry used to make. <laughs> okay. I have, All right. I, have a, I have a great story on left left-handed charging handles. Once, go ahead, Marco. I'll let you rant, and then I. I... No, uh, okay, okay. I'm, I'm dying. I'm dying. He is. First of all, first of all, um, the left-handed uh, charging handle. I think it's a it's a great thing. Of course, if you do it, if you do it the way I mean, the way that the AK is done and stick the two of them non-movable things on both sides, that would be a pain in the ass, and it should not exist. You pick a side and you put one on. Good, uh, a good um, solution to that problem is this company. Um, I forgot the name. Uh, Davis Tactical, I think, uh, and they came up with this Lynch system, which actually it's like a, F a FNFAL type folding handle that that is uh, attached to a top cover, so you don't have to mod your gun at all. And I thought that was pretty ingenious, and I really liked it. So, and in some cases, and you got to realize where the AK configuration comes from. It comes, it has the roots in the bolt action rifle where everything, the bolt was for the right-handed shooter, uh, everything was on the right. So you operated your rifle with your right hand off of the trigger, you know, to, to operate your bolt. And the same it was for majority of the guns that were produced. However, uh, in the modern field, when, when you got the magazine suspended all over you, and sometimes you use a left hand or right hand to reload your gun, so the left hand charging handle has a merit. But how you execute it is where the where the dog lies. So, it, you know, I thought that Lynch system was pretty pretty uh, good. I think I have it on two of my guns. One of them is uh, uh, PAP. Uh, the Yugoslavian short version and the other one is my attempt to make the clone of AK-12. But anyway, but back to a bullpup. 
and Jeff, you you and Neil, you both guys were army guys and you've been trained in everything. Here's my statement. Bullpup as a weapon should not exist. And I explain why. If you a SWAT officer and you fight out of your cruiser and you constantly do the marching band advance, you know, marching band steps advance and you you don't freaking crawl on your belly and stuff and you you don't fight a, a, a in prone position, maybe it has it has a chance uh, on life, so to speak. But as soon as you go prone and try to do those magazine changes and shit, especially if you're in the moon dust, I mean, I, I'm thinking the bullpup has no uh, no no place in my heart. I would say they look good. That's my rant. <laughs> Brian just did a mod on one, didn't he? This good rant <clears throat> for me. The left-handed charging handle. I I uh, I used to I used to look at ways that you could do that because maybe it's more ergonomic and stuff. And then um, two instances happened. And when you look at a combat rifle, so we had the first one was we had a guy who's a left-handed shooter. We were fast roping one night, so left-handed shooter, obviously carrying his rifle on the opposite side. We're doing night fast rope training. And um, he was an Afghan, and um, and he's very good, very competent guy. Um, left-handed guy goes out, doesn't get a good purchase on the fast rope, so his fast rope becomes a like a faster rope. He hits the ground, charging handle busts his rib, that then becomes tension pneumothorax, and we're in a medevac. And so it was like it was one of those instances where it's like. Oh, maybe the charging handle for because the majority of people are right-handed, and it was like, oh, well, that's a that's a pretty good reason for the AK to uh, to have a charging handle on the right-hand side. Second story is when you do immediate action drills with combat rifles, so you're not standing on the range, right? You're up. I'm up. He sees me. I'm down. I'm up. He sees me. I'm down. I'm shooting. I'm shooting. I'm up. He sees me. I'm down. Guy came back in. And uh, again, another left-handed shooter came back in, and he and he all of a sudden had a cleft lip because he had. We were doing immediate action drills and training. His face got too forward on on the uh, rifle, and it smacked him and split him from his nose all the way to the bottom of his lip. And that was another one of those instances where it's like, oh, the charging handle on the right side is actually is a really good idea and then the, my third example is when you have that thing slinged and you're walking into a target charging handle on the left side you can bounce that thing out of battery because the charging handle's there because it's against your because it'd be against your body and you'd and you'd have to check it so that was that was three instances i i used to be like yeah you need a left-handed charging handle and then after i saw that after i saw those three i was like nope Leave the charging handle on the right side. We messed with charging handles that tilted up so that you could come across the top, which worked until you started putting electronic sights on there. And then they got in the way, and all of a sudden it was like, that doesn't work anymore. Got to go back to the standard charging handle that sticks out to the side. And it's also, it's really nice that when you get your strong hand under stress and you get, you get a piece of brass that's stuck, you can grab that thing and yard on it with your strong arm and yank that thing loose so uh so i'm i that's one of those things where i'm like nah team kalashnikov figured out leave it on the right hand side and the reality is when we did our testing 
the difference in time and speed, if I, and this was another question that was in the Instagram is going over versus going under. I'm a fan of, I go over the top, but I roll the rifle. And so I'm, I'm not even really going over the top because it's a, it's a way more for sure. And I can do that standing prone as well as um, kneeling. And so if you, if you do that, then all of a sudden it's, it's negligible anyways. I would argue it's, it's, it's statistically insignificant for that. So there's my rant. Sonny, well, what's Sonny's take it? on this? Well, it's real quick, I swear it's relevant. Okay. We did a video, Jeff and I, um, or Jeff, I videoed Jeff and put it on my Instagram channel. It's one of our first posts with him demonstrating the technique that he's talking about. Cool. Sonny. All right. I'll do a very short take on that. Uh, switching the side for the charging handle. Fuck no. Don't do it. There is no reason for it. Uh, Bullpup designs. If it rocks your boat, go, go for it, brother. Not for me. Um, I've been running with the thing since 1987. Uh, so it's been a few moons. Um, you know... All these things, and it's going to sound like a, you know, stuck in time, old timer. But something that Marco said, you know, it's it's operating your rifle, manipulating your rifle, any weapon, really. It's it's a lot of people will talk ergonomics. What is really ergonomics? It's what the fuck you are used to do. That's what ergonomics are. It's not how rifle is designed and all that. If you look at the manipulative parts on, 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 on the two specific rifle designs you know ar and ak if you went from uh you know the mag in if you are into that game of manipulating the safety safety off safety on then go to the trigger uh i would suggest listeners actually go and strictly mechanically look at the continuity and flow of the movement how your hand moves and tell me which one has better ergonomics so when people talk about ergonomics and switching size for the charging handle, uh, again, I'll refer back to what Marco said. It's whatever the percentage is, it's not the design of the rifle. It's not uh, who, who thinks is, you know, whichever design is more modern and more reflective of uh, efficient human performance. It's what the hell you train and what the hell you got used to. I agree. Marco, you're over there yeah. finger-fucking your rifle. What's uh... <laughs> Yeah, that's that's that lynch system I was guys showing you. So, like, uh, referring to Jeff's uh, uh, stories, uh, you know, if it would protrude like this, it will fuck you up big time. And, uh, you go, you're going to hit it somewhere in the, in the face, in the chest, in the stomach. God only knows where. That's why this thing is like, it folds, it's kind of on the top of the gun, it's out of the way. That's the only thing that I see that would make sense. But other than that, you know, imagine this thing jamming into uh, into your forehead, and I've seen that happen. This thing right here, the actual handle. Yeah. You know, so. I actually teach people to do that. Shave, shave it into their heads? Yeah, not their own, someone else's. <laughs> someone else's. <laughs> It, it, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a legitimate weapon. Yeah, you could use that. I mean, it, it, all right. Pick another question. Who's, who's, who wants to do the next question? 
Who who picked that one, Marco? Uh, Sonny, Neil, pick one. Neil, I think. I didn't Neil? pick any questions. You guys pick for me. You didn't pick one. Nope. Let's see. I like, FPS I Murdoch. Like, I, I like surprises. I don't like to be like I'm I'm picky and choosy and you know and all that stuff. All right. F FPS Murdoch, which he says hi to you, by the way. Yeah. He says, I know the guy. I know where Sonny stands on this, but how do the rest of you feel about the AK enhanced safety? Uh, and Sonny, we'll start off with you on your feelings about the AK enhanced safety first. Fuck Is that the no. one, the safety, I'm sorry, uh, so I understand correctly. That's the one with the cutout and stuff in it? For the Marco, that's one? the one with an extra notch that sits right above your trigger guard. What's it so for? Like Sometimes it's referred to as Krebs Enhanced Safety. Oh, Mark Krebs was not the first yep, one okay. to invent it, but you know what I'm talking uh, about. That has yes, yes. extra yeah, notch. That way, that way, our dear American friends that like to finger fuck that safety back and forth every time <laughs> the dog leaves the shoulder, they can just enjoy that sound of click, 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 back and forth, back and forth. All right. So <laughs> okay. it's an absolute no, and I'll tell you why it's absolute no. Two reasons. One, because of where it sits in its angulation that has a little bit downwards angulation. I've seen in training on more than one occasion when people were in the habit of finger fucking with their safeties in the middle of the drill, where at the moment where they had somewhat of a low ready position before they present the rifle, they started slinging the safety off, finger off of that enhanced extra notch slipped right into trigger guard and depressed the trigger hitting the concrete or one time very close to a foot of the person in front of them oh damn so that's one another thing the enhanced safety notch the way it sits if you're gonna do a magazine change the way some instructors teach where you hold two magazines basically with a fresh magazine you come up to the rifle you eject the magazine using your thumb and then you insert the fresh magazine I have seen on more than a dozen occasions when you're working on the other side of the rifle, that extra magazine, the fresh magazine you're bringing up, re-engage the safety back on. Because the way magazine comes up next to the rifle receiver, and that enhanced safety is going to sit exactly where you're using, where the fresh magazine is, you're bringing it up to depress with your thumb to eject the, the, the empty magazine that fresh magazine will re-engage the safety back on. Good point. Seen it happen more than a dozen times. Remove enhanced safeties, put them on the eBay, sell them, keep what's on it, stop fucking with the safeties all the time. Anybody Cheers. else got an opinion? Can I? I have experience with it. Okay. Okay, so there's uh, like uh, uh, Sonny... Referring to that from practical point, and I agree 100% with this. So there's the positive things and there's negative things. The positive thing is an illusion uh, of uh, by installing, you know, to kind of like enhancing your gun by installing this thing in your gun, and then somehow it makes it so much better, right? Well, first of all, um, if it is a gun with the fun switch, you mo you have to train your freaking finger so precisely not to pass by the uh, the full auto notch, right? That's one thing. Second of all, I mean it does aid in the way of putting it back on safety uh, in safe position, maybe. Now 
picture some of the AKMSs, right? The so-called underfolders. That freaking thing renders the operation of a safety lever non-existent because that thing will inadvertently will uh, catch in the channel of uh, of the uh, stamped arms of the underfolder. Uh, you can grind it and uh, somehow make it fit. It's up to you. But, uh, you know, so, but then again, I mean, how many underfolders you have versus the fixed stock or side folding stocks? So the notch on it to hold the bolt open, I find it very useful uh, when I'm at DNR range. And that's it. So just to keep, uh, to put that bolt in, just the uh, range officer can come in and look to see that my chamber is clear. Uh, empty casing will do the same thing. You know, you, you stick the empty casing, you pull the bolt back and you stick the empty casing in it. And that seems to satisfy, satisfy them as well. So I don't see the need for the that uh, bolt hold open notch at all. It also opens the action up to potential uh, contamination by uh, dust, dirt and whatever, which that particular uh, shape of a, of a safety lever was designed to prevent. And uh, so I don't know. So you got to kind of for each person, you got to weigh the pros and cons in this. And um, to me, it's neither here or there. You just train on your gun. If you like, if you like it, you like it. But like I said, the notch is the only thing that I probably would completely, uh, you know, forgo and forget about it. Okay. Don't, don't do it. If you want that little little shelf for your uh, index finger then please do train with it so you know which uh, fun or non-fun <laughs> single shot or auto training is what it's all about yeah all so right. i'll be the i'll be the dissenting opinion here marty <laughs> okay. yeah let's do it i love it uh, we we found we would put a uh, you know like if you get like a washer and cut it in half and put it straight on the thing so some of the enhanced safeties now they come down a little bit so it's it's like a little arm that drops down below the the uh, the lever of the safety, whereas when we were enhancing our safeties, we'd pull the safety off, and then we'd get the PK can opener that would um, that would open up not the PK the ammo the tuna can opener, mm -hmm. and we would cut that and we would weld that onto the side so it didn't drop down like most of the enhanced safeties they have now. It's just a little shelf that was on the. Uh, uh, yeah, kind of like that, except for even a little bit higher. Or, or... Oh, no, this is another one, Marty. Oh, it's different? And and we actually do it the way that Jeff Jeff uh, told me about this method, and we make a modified safety in the way that Jeff describes that's really nice, where I hope uh, when Sonny sees one, he'll be at least not completely horrified, because <laughs> we, we do just a little sliver you know, maybe a third of a quarter. If you imagine taking a quarter and then cutting a third of a piece off it, so you got a little eyebrow. And uh, we use really beefy steel that's about the thickness of that spam can opener. Like Jeff, Jeff made so many different things with those spam can openers. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> he really made use of but, that spam can. Uh, yep. Uh, but having that real low profile, the way that Jeff is talking about, we found to be quite nice. And we actually, we found, you know, after training, you know, Afghans, right, that Afghans and Iraqis, primarily my stuff was with, with Afghans, 
But, um, you know, and so you'd get guys that had PhDs all the way to guys that, you know, couldn't write their own name. And we found actually with the shelf there, we had less negligent discharges. Like our negligent discharges essentially went to zero because it gave a place for them to put their triggers. Oh, that's a good point, Jeff. Good point. And, and so instead of everybody running around like this, finger, we could get that forward finger position because it gave them a place to put that finger. And then it also enhanced the other stuff. And, and um, you know, as far as we, we teach going, going to safe in between targets, because it's like when you run around with people of questionable, it's, it's far more of a chance you're going to shoot somebody that you don't want to shoot versus shooting you want. So we teach that safety manipulation. But with that, where our NDs actually went to zero after that. So... I'm a big fan of it. I like it. It's on all my rifles. Um, and, and even when I'm, even when I'm showing people manipulating with, with nothing in my hands that, that finger drops so that it can go and, and squeeze. So, but I, but I don't prefer the ones that are dropped down that have the lever, like what you were talking about, Marco, with the underfolder, um, that, that can get into the way. And, and then also like what you were talking about, Sonny, with the, uh, two magazines it can bump that up yeah most certainly because it's sticking down so low so i don't know again it's worth a probably a tip for your cup of coffee <laughs> <laughs> all right next question i think we answered that pretty good um i'm looking for a good one here we got so many there's this like i said this has been the most engaging episode that we've had we've got tons of questions here oh you know there's a guy bailey muller here who? bailey muller 80 who? who says how bailey b-a who i-l-e who now go ahead <laughs> <laughs> he's asking how do you properly tune an ak gas system and i'm less interested in the how from our uh experts here um and more interested in the what because a, uh, a slow bolt carrier is much easier for a beginner. And um, there are expert shooters. When I first came out with the 1775, I handed it to Travis Haley without a can on it. And I didn't notice anything about it. And he's like, this gun's a little sluggish. And I'm like, well, let me throw the can on it. And uh, that obviously increases the bolt carrier speed and you know increases the gas in the gun. Um, and he was like, oh, this is perfect. And so I'm wondering if any of the experts here have had gas systems tuned for them um, and whether they like them soft or slamming back and moving faster. Um, I've, I've had mine, basically all my U.S. made rifles tuned uh, just for competition because that's what I use them for. And I've found that um, a well-regulated gas system paired with a good muzzle brake um, will will take care of your muzzle rise and felt recoil. Whereas for like bolt carrier speed, um, as long as I can't outrun the trigger doing, you know, like 0 0.12, 0 0.11 splits, then it's fast enough for me. Um, if it's, if I'm doing splits that are that, that speed and I'm overriding the, the trigger and, yep. and, and that carrier follow, then yeah, absolutely. There's a huge issue with that that we need to have addressed. Um, but that that's 
been my real big experience with with gas tuning because I got Mario at the Armory who does all of my yep my voodoo to my guns and I'm like I don't know what's happening here but I appreciate you you made it shoot <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> I have no opinion on this. I mean, I know that when we were you shoot the guns, uh, he'll hand it to you and says it shoots to the left a little bit. That's, <laughs> about, that, that's about it because, you know, you expect the gun to work as prescribed, right? So there is no adjustable gas system in the, in the AK like it would be on the SVT-40, on the SVD, and things like that, and the PKM. So, uh, and uh, the uh, sluggish or the uh, uh, bolt carrier speed only comes into play, in my opinion, when you're firing full auto. And, uh, you know, when you're firing semi-automatic, I mean, is there, again, um, maybe I should like check myself here because the majority of the users here, are the commercial users with semi-automatic guns rather than uh, combat guys that go out there and, uh, and actually fire full auto on a regular basis. So um, that, that's my opinion. I have no opinion on that. How you well, it. I would, I would expect that with, with your military experience, cause you guys had to work down at negative 40 Celsius and with, with <laughs> that sort of lo like low, you know, or whatever it is you crazy people were doing. And um, you need a lot of gas or you need a big hole for the gun to function at low temperatures. Um, and I'm not saying that that was like a typical thing, but the Soviet mil spec is pretty demanding. You know, when, when you have really cold ammo, it's going to burn slower and make less gas. Well, I mean, that's just it. Because when the set of specifications issued, it would say the gun shall perform an ambient temperature of plus 55 Celsius minus 50 uh, uh Celsius. So when you submit a gun for testing, they will definitely test those parameters. And uh, so the, I guess their uh, mechanical genius found the golden middle that would have the, as far as like the gas port is concerned, an amount of gas is actually passed through the, 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 the gas block and stuff and uh, where, where it can, you know, come from, uh, meets both of those ranges. And anything in between. Yeah. Well, I'll say something uh, very short. And again, it's going to be probably sounding like a grumpy old man. <laughs> uh, because I am. I just turned 52, you know. So that's right. Are you so young? Yeah. Oh, okay, Marco. Okay. I'm probably probably the third oldest here, right? Bush for some reason. You're two right. years older than me. Was that? You're a year and a half older than me. I see. Well, not that far. Anyway, I'm a, I'm a month uh, behind you, Sonny. I think I think the only issue, modern issue, for those who are not going to be going into fun places to do fun stuff, and I'm talking civilians now. I'm going to say something that Marco said, you know, military and using the using it in the fun setting, otherwise known as full aura. In all my time in military, I used full aura twice. Both times it was situations of suppressive fire. Other than that, I always used it in I in the lowest position, full semi-automatic. Um, 
I think the only time that pressure comes in outside of those parameters that we talked about, certain temperatures, especially extreme cold, is these days it's coming into suppressing the weapon. Uh, right now, I'm actually going to ask Brian here at some point when I'm going to get ODS and uh, Jim Fuller, who I was expecting to be here, but I guess he wasn't able to make it. Uh, they both, I think, independently are working on the, on the adjustable pressure thingies for the AKs. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, whole, the whole idea of sluggish or non-sluggish bolt work, depending on the pressure, uh, unless you're trying, like, again, competitive guys, where you're trying to, you know, to work your splits, you're working that, I get it, you may you may have certain amount of difference in the, in the report and how it feels. Uh, I only focus strictly on, uh, I know it's going to sound kind of pretentious, combative applications. For the modern civilian who's not going to go into the mountains of... Uh, outside of Peshawar, uh, that is not going to make a difference. AK as is, as far as pressure is fine, unless you want to work and put can on it. Then you may have a little bit of a blowback, or you're going to go to, you know, I don't know, Krasnoyarsk, Siberia in January. Well, yeah, then you're going to feel some things and uh, it may feel different. Besides that, guys, uh, my opinion, uh, leave it as is unless you are suppressing it. Anyone else? Page advice all around. Anyone else want to take that? Let's take another question then. I'm going to go to Facebook. Let's go to Facebook and we'll jump. And this says, well, that's for Jim. Jim's not on. Maybe he'll jump on. We still got time for him to jump on. He's doing a little secret squirrel training. Mike, Mike, Tressa Jr. Has anyone here? I think this guy's drunk. So basically, I've had a couple of questions about ammo being made in the in the U.S. What is the main problem with producing quality AK in the U.S.? Also recommend an AK-74 kit that's affordable. My st state only allows AK-47 pistols. Well, um, what's your opinions on? I think. Palmetto or somebody was or primary, I don't know who it was, was talking about making some AK ammo. What are your guys' thoughts on the uh, the ammo situation here in America? Okay, well let me let me address something. Uh, yes, there will be there will be some ammo. There is some ammo. There is some quality ammo. By the way, I'm not a spoke paid spokesperson, but there is this company called Defiant Munitions. They are out of Sturgis. Uh, these are the people that used to be at the helm of Corban ammunition. Uh, they do make incredible 762 by 39 ammunition. It is not cheap. It is not affordable, as some people will say. Affordable, I guess, from the perspective in the context of uh, when we used to buy 1,000 rounds at 169. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, those days are not coming back, guys. Let's just... Let's just make peace with that idea, and, and that's what it is. Um, this is not a range-plinking ammo, unless you're a very rich person. 
but most of my 762 magazines are now loaded with defined munition 762 by 39. Uh, I also have on the pretty decent authority to say that possibly they are working on 545. And but th theirs is uh, brass, right? Yes, uh, actually, here it is brass. It's not steel case. So obviously, you will be paying for it. It's not only that it's brass, but it's also a copper bullet, solid copper bullet, with the nice cuts. Uh, it does magic. Whatever it hits, especially if it's soft flesh. Uh, as far as the range tra training ammo, you know, more of a plinking ammo. Yes, I heard about that Palmetto is going to be doing something. Another thing, this is the way the funny thing. capitalism works. You know, now that we have uh, no importation from Russia, uh, if I were to bet, I will guarantee you that the same companies from Russia that we used to buy ammo from, uh, they're going to have factories operating in Kazakhstan and a few other satellite states and uh it's gonna come back yeah but it's also my understanding they've just put a ban on new permits and that ammo is still coming into the country we've got a couple years and hopefully a new administration yep. um so not that i don't want american ammo i do and i'm a giant defiant fan this uh this is 100 yards the owner of defiant shooting one of our guns um, three-shot group with it that looks like Mickey Mouse, basically. Um, you know, a little cloverleaf kind of thing. And, um, yeah, his ammo is awesome and is in all of my, you know, uh, go-to-war magazines. Um, it's outstanding stuff. Yeah, I think Sonny hit it on the head there. Capitalism will prevail, and somebody's going to step up and fill the gap. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. There's no doubt That's about what it. what makes us great now for now <laughs> and on the other side of that too for the five for five shooters um and i know it's expensive when it comes to what we're used to paying the horny black stuff um you can still get their steel case but they're also making new brass and that stuff is sub half moa out of my guns uh so right. highly recommend you're shooting v maxes it's a dollar around which sucks but it's there and it's available so well, for about six years, I used to take payments for my classes with uh, not necessarily just cash, but I would take spam cans. <laughs> so uh, I kind of stocked up. I'm looking up at about 18 of those sitting over there in the corner. So. Hold the phone. Jim is trying to get in. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh. So try, try to get him on with us. Uh, we'll fill some more questions. What is everyone's preferred barrel link for the AK, regardless of the NFA? Uh, uh, <laughs> regardless of the NFA. Regardless. Like excluding it. NFA items? If you're just going to run one, what what barrel link do you prefer? All right. Well, uh, I'm sorry. Did I jump ahead of everyone? No, you're good. Do it. Um, well, the question is, what is it for? I mean, is that for um, close quarters, uh, home defense type of deal? Or is that for... Uh, Just your everyday uh, go-to. Your everyday go-to, this is what I'm grabbing and I'm taking. This is my AK build. As a good Lord prescribed. 
standard length. Four, 14 and a half with a pin wheel, pin and welded. I don't think it's 14 and a half with I think it's close to 16 actually. Yep. Okay. An interesting M4 fan comes out of your mind. In my opinion, anything between 14 and a half, you know, AK 105, 104 length up to a standard length, it's ideal for AK. Uh, you can't you can go shorter if, you, if you're into sexy stuff. I can hear him. Right, what were you saying, Brian? Oh, we've got Mr. Jim Fuller in the house. Hello, sir. Oh, has he joined us? He made it. Yeah, I was just waving. Yep. There he is. I, I Anything, man. I don't know what the thing's doing, but it's not working well. Uh, which, no, you're here. Which balloon is he behind? <laughs> <laughs> Are you in the balloon room, Jim? I, yes. Yeah, I think so. I don't know, man. I don't know this shit. I'm too fucking old for this yeah. internet. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome in, man. We're we're taking listener questions, so you haven't completely missed the show. I'm I'm sorry, man. I, I, I no. Don't apologize. I just got done with dinner and I just got back and I saw your rank that you're still on, so I thought, okay, I'll, I'll say hi, you know? Hell yeah, we're we're about uh, five or six fingers deep into some whiskey here, so we're having a good, good time. <laughs> you're, uh, I don't know, I can't really see you guys, I don't know if you can see me, but I'm doing one now. That a boy, yes he is. Yeah. Love this it. This is a Mark 46, it's pretty good shit. I don't know, man, I'm looking at every balloon and I don't see Jim anywhere. <laughs> Well, I can't see any of you guys. Change your view. Change your grid view, man. Change it. I don't know how to fucking do that shit. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I, love, I love this. <laughs> this is great. This is American stuff here. You fucking asshole people. <laughs> fucking, it's China, man. It's China. I'm telling you. So we're reading questions, uh, listener questions. Uh, Jeff, will the Black Autumn series be made into a show or movie? P-Man 301. Well, so we just, we're working on the last book in the series. So um, we're, this is book number 10 that we're working on and it's blood spring. If anybody's been following it, um, we'd love to, we'd love to do a movie, you know, or a show with black autumn. I mean, it's been a labor of love, um, but um, you know, we'll see what, who knows? You know what I mean? I, I will say we're number one, bestseller all through October for sci-fi military and Amazon. So that was pretty cool. But, um, you know, so that's my 15 seconds of fame, I guess, but we'd love to. Among other things, <laughs> it's just your 15. What about rats tourniquet? What about, uh, all the other stuff? Ready man network. Come on, son. <laughs> We're working on it. You're working. Yeah. For those uninitiated, the black autumn series is, is, uh, the equivalent of a 15-year scotch for prepper fiction. It's uh, really, really high-quality stuff. And um, as I understand it, Jeff and his business partner just wargamed the whole thing of what they would do in their particular situation. And I've found it to be exceedingly useful. Um, lots of interesting ideas in how one would um, interact with what I fear is coming in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, it's, it certainly changed the way that we looked at um, emergency preparedness and and what could potentially happen. And, and overwhelmingly, what people tell us is your book's terrifying because it could actually happen. 
And so it's like, well, okay, I guess that's a good thing. But um, I think it's actually happening. You know, it kind of, we took the, we, we, you know, before I even knew what a Black Swan event was, um, we took the Black Swan idea where it's not just one thing that causes a, you know, societal collapse or critical incident, but it's a, it's a group of little things that happen and, you know, say what you want to about COVID. It's definitely been a uh, Black Swan event. Who could have ever imagined that, you know, like a pandemic would hit and that we would start shutting down world economies and throwing people into, you know, things that look suspiciously like concentration camps in Australia and, 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 uh, you know, just on and on and on with all of this stuff that it's, it is a black swan event, you know, is it going to drag the world down? You know, TBD, right. Remains to be seen, but it's definitely, you, you could have never have predicted this, um, you know, in, you know, two years from now or two years ago, you could have never have predicted it. And, and the scary thing is based off our historical research is that black swan events hit about every 50 years. Now they don't drag, you know, they don't drag countries down, but they do, uh, they do do sizable damage, but that's a whole nother, whole nother thing. So we hope to make a movie, you know, we'll see. That's probably a pipe dream, but it's nice to think about. This episode of the Talking Lead AK Corner is brought to you in part by Occam Defense. The guys at Occam love the AK, but didn't love burning their hands, getting cut by their pre-sharpened gun, or the lack of options for accessories. After spending a few years in the lab, they've recently released the ODS 1775, which brings the best of the AR family to the Kalashnikov's reliability. It's still an AK under the hood. AK mags, forged Polish AK parts, but with American aerospace manufacturing practices and ingenuity. Check them out at OccamDefense.com or on Instagram at OccamDefenseSolutions. All right, next question. This comes from Ryan Abbott. It says, when it comes to the next major leap for the AK platform, I hope the U.S. industry hones in on quality full-length rails, similar to what the Galils offer. When do you guys foresee full-length rails utilizing the dust covers on the Kalashnikov really taking hold in the U.S. like they have in Russia, especially ones that hold zero well? I know in Russia they have SureShot Armament and Zitico, but from what I know, those are the only two available in the U.S. that reliably hold zero. Do you guys know of any quality American companies bringing something like this to market? Occam Defense. I was like, I think I know a guy on this show right now. I know a couple of guys. I know a couple of guys. Jim, you got you got a yeah. comment on that? You asking me now? Yeah. Yeah, I do have a spin on that. Wait till February. <laughs> <laughs> awesome! Can't wait to see it. It's in the mail. Yeah, I like uh, that. It'll be built soon. It's coming. Yeah. We've been working on something for a while and it's about to come to fruit. So that's all I really want to say right now. Okay. All right. You know, this is the show for exclusives though, right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't be shy. Drink, take another drink. We just had this conversation at dinner and I don't know if I want to go down that book. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, um, we're not going to press you. We're not going to press you. But you we, know, go ahead. <laughs> I have to kind of, you know, I got, I got to be subtle about this because every few people copy. 
No, and I'm just not going to tell people what I'm doing. You know, I got you, but you're doing something along those lines. Got you. Yeah. All right. Very let's much. let's see. Excluding the makers on the show, i.e., Fuller, Phoenix, and Occam Defense, who is your favorite AK manufacturer? I've both of those. Sorry. <laughs> well, I'll answer that. Okay. Uh, besides Jim's and Brian's work, I don't own any more any other AKs. <laughs> so there you go. Perfect. Like Good that. to hear you, brother. Hey, Jim. Actually, I'm probably going to see you in Vegas here in a couple of I weeks. I see a bunch of balloons. I don't see By you. Phoenix, I mean. <laughs> He's, yeah, I'm hiding behind he's, one of those balloons. He's, he's behind the blue balloon between the orange and red. You got to squeeze it. You got to squeeze it. Like, like you're at the Spearmint <laughs> Rhino, Jim. Jim, do you see it? If you're at the Spearmint Rhino, squeeze it. <laughs> you know, I've never been in a strip club. Really? <laughs> Actually, I, 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 take, I take that back. Never hung out with Joe Moe. <laughs> <laughs> And he says, hey, let's go to my wife's bar and have lunch. <laughs> and, um, okay. And she was behind the counter serving food. I thought, oh, this is good. So I get my hamburger, and then it's like, oh, hey, Jim, it's her turn to dance. Let's go watch. And I'm going, dude, I don't really want to watch your wife naked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to be weird. I mean, I may not sound weird, but it's like that just was a little strange for me, you know? <laughs> that is odd. Yeah. All right, this is this one's for Jim. Says is from Brett Bedow. Says for the Godfather, Mister Jim Fuller. Talk about some of the, your favorite AK builds. Well, um, I think you just uh, posted one, didn't you? There's been a you know there, there's been a lot of stuff. You know, I mean, I've done a lot of wild one-offs things over the years. Kind of cool, you know. Um, but um, uh, you know, barring what's coming. Um, the best thing that I've done was probably the URD was a pretty good gun and still is. But you know, what I'm doing now is going to make that gun obsolete. Uh, but you know, I like the one Oh fives a lot. I'm actually building a lot of those right now. Um, uh, cause they, uh, people seem to like the way I do them, I guess. I don't know. Um, uh, but, uh, the one Oh five, I think is probably the quintessential best AK they ever designed. You know? And, uh, it's uh, pretty hard to beat that gun. You know, the yeah. problem is you just, the parts for it anymore and not without paying an arm and a leg yeah. i mean if i tried to build somebody a 105 today and they didn't have anything and they wanted the full-on full 105 with his echo shit all that stuff you're probably looking at four or five grand you know if you can mm -hmm. find all the parts you know and that's not that's not sticking people that's just what it costs to build it's just something. a big if you can find the parts yeah that's what it costs to get those parts yeah. i mean i you know i really um i'm really pulling for psa uh, um kusa uh, Riley Defense, these guys that are actually trying to put out, you know, quality stuff. I understand the challenges of that, probably more than the general market does, because I've tried to do it myself, and it's very expensive and it's very hard to do. Uh, companies have done a good job of creating a pretty good tier of gun. It's not the original, but it's a pretty good tier of gun for the guy that's not shoot, you know, thousand rounds a month. Great gun. So, um, we're getting there, you know, Americans are getting there, but it's going to take a lot more to get to where the original spec AK is. And, and Sonny knows what I mean when I say that, because, you know, he and I are kind of the guys that go back away here. So I think he can, I think he understands what I'm talking about. The, the, the design and the way that a lot of the parts were made in the original 
you know, comp block guns is just not being equal yet. Um, it's getting close, but you got to remember that stuff was built by government armories and never had to make a profit in, uh, or at least stay in business. That's and true. That's why we have what we have today. I mean, we have good guns here, but they're, you know, it, they got a ways to go to get to that spec, you know? Well, if you just do the math on what ammo costs and what, how many rounds you need to put through a gun to know if the parts are good and then do that <laughs> with a hundred guns. Seriously, yeah. like if the if the we don't get ammo too much cheaper than the than the public does, and so if yeah. you just start running the math of a hundred guns, thirty thousand rounds times what you know, let's just say you got a really good deal at ten cents a round, run that math. It is an obscene amount of money just for the ammo, let alone the kits, the guns, the time for people to pull the triggers, all the tracking on what's going wrong. You know, what's wearing Brian, out, what isn't, and then rinse and repeat. Brian, apologize. Let me interrupt, interrupt you yeah. on something. Um, I apologize for this, but I just want to say something. There's an awful lot of people in this industry that use their customers as test dummies to avoid this kind of call. <laughs> yes, sir. You are correct. <laughs> so I'm saying some stuff that I probably shouldn't say, and I may be pissing off a few people. This is the difference between quality manufacturers people that are just jumping on the bandwagon, you know, uh, guys like Brian, who was probably one of the best students I ever had. Um, he's, he's done phenomenal work with his guns. He has his own image. He has his own brand because he cares about the weapon. And he tries to build it to the spec that it was built at. And that's why you tell him saying what he's saying right now. Am I making myself clear? Thank you, sir. Perfectly. Um, and I built my first gun with Jim and, uh, well, he's, he's, I've said it in a bunch of places, but uh, you know, we anything I've done stands on the shoulders of of, of Mark Krebs and Jim Fuller, and um, you know, we as a the American public owe a great debt to Jim for bringing the gun up to where it is now. Thanks, Here's, Brian. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Here's a question from CZTW uh, opinion a point to I don't know. You know who you are. What isn't happening in regards to manufacturing AKs in the U.S. that should be happening? <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. That's not <laughs> right should I do another show on this? Yeah, probably some of these manufacturing types would probably have a lot to say about it, but I can tell you right now what's uh, the tendency from numerous manufacturers, whether they're good, bad, and otherwise, is that they base all of their guns on the 1959 uh, design, AKMs. I mean, that platform kind of lived itself out uh, with introduction of a 74 platform, which is uh, uh, more modern and employing different you know, technology and everything at the time. And then as a, a subsequential, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm still, I can't speak English well, but anyway, uh, and as a result, uh, release of a hundred series AKs, like uh, Jim was saying, 105, and uh, somebody else mentioned 104, and and KUSA just recently released uh, uh, K103, KR103. I mean, that's not. I mean, the the utilization of the technology that is brought in with introduction of the AK74 platform. Is, is what not, ha not happening nationwide from one manufacturer to another across the way. I mean, several 
select guys like uh, we have a couple here uh, doing their, you know, doing the right thing. But everybody else from, uh, gosh, even the PSA as well, uh, though they call it 103, it's just dressed up AKM. Um, so we as a as a gun industry needs AK, AK portion of a gun industry need to get away from AKM design. That's what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Good point. Agreed. Yep. Yep. Did anybody else want to add to it? Uh, I could, but I think we already touched on it. Okay. You know, you got to remember that the original AKs were built by state, by by government arsenals that didn't have to make a profit. You know, and, you know, companies like PSA, USA, they got to make a profit. It's capitalism. It's how we work, you know. That's true. I don't know that, you know, I mean, a original, you know, properly forged spec parts is what we need. And I don't know that we're ever going to get what was the OG thing, you know, just because of the cost factor of being able to do it. I mean, I hope somebody will step up and do it. Um, at this point, you know, we, we have such a limited supply of good parts anymore that, you know, we're, you know, those of us who know the difference between good AK and not, you know, we, we look for the best parts we can to build the gun to make sure our customers get the best gun we can get. And Brian, I know, no, we've had this discussion before. Uh, yep. And uh, it's it, it's getting very hard because it's, and it's getting expensive because the better parts cost a lot of money. And on top of all that, you have all the, you know, the Eastern European and, you know, people that are they're selling the stuff to us. They know the value of this stuff now and they're charging for it. Yep. So we'll say, oh, you're raping us ripping us off you're charging too much money for this stuff no it's what we have to pay for this you want the best stuff if you want a spec AK that's going to do a hundred thousand rounds that's what you got to pay these days and it's that's just, that's just the reality of it anybody who thinks different is not living in reality it, it's funny how the tables turn right uh you know you go back uh let's say 15 years ago and you walk into a pawn shop or gun shop and the uh, uak would be uh, a 400 affair Versus the uh, almost a thousand dollar AR, and now it's all the way around. I mean, you can there's a plethora of five hundred dollar plus ARs, and you can get into AR uh, relatively inexpensive compared to a decent AK per se. That's very true, Marco. Uh, but you know what? Let me let me, let me piggyback a little bit here on what Jim said. Uh, you know, when you say what industry is not doing what it should be doing. I think overall as people that, that work with AKs and appreciate the design is that this is where the problem lies, that a lot of people are looking at AK and the presumption out there is that AK should be cheaper than AR. No, fuck, it shouldn't. Anybody that's ever built one knows different. Correct. Yep. Well, Correct. Jim, that's, but, but, but the problem is that that majority of manufacturers even or importers or whatnot, they're pushing, oh, look, I got a good deal for you. Now I have a case for $900. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. This, this whole mentality that AK is a peasant's weapon that should cost 30 or 40 percent of what quality AR cost is absolute bullshit and that's the first thing that we should move is to 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 dispel that dogma mm -hmm. that somehow this is a cheap weapon no it is not and it shouldn't be and as Jim mentioned you know back in those days when you could buy a 400 dollar AK a lot of that did 
a lot of that shit did come from the from the states armories and all that stuff that that, yeah. that there was no profit margin or profit issues going into it and there were hundreds of thousands of them floating those days are long gone correct yep yeah it's Take also point. going back to what we talked earlier about those myths that uh, exist in the marketplace saying ak is not accurate blah 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 peasant weapon you know, it should be like, a, you know, you use a shovel and a, and a sledgehammer to put it together. And uh, so on and so on. Like Jim said, anyone who built one will tell you that it's not a freaking easy uh, put together uh, gun. I mean, it's kind of like the, the quality of the components is high, it must be high. Uh, and, and the way you put it together has to be uh, on the level. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh to my right here is a print for the um, for the rear sight base, which is a relatively simple part on the AK. And I'm looking at three different dimensions that have a tolerance window of less than a thousandth of an inch. This idea that AKs are built in caves is utter horse shit. Now I know that I know about the Kyber Pass, but those guys are not. That's not what we're talking about. That's, that's a different thing. When the, when the parts actually get made, there are way more tight tolerances on an AK than there are on an AR-15. Way more. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's a precision weapon. It's precisely sloppy. That's different. Like the, the room that's in the, in the receiver and in the action to take fouling and dispose of it, yes, there's slop in the gun. It's that's by design. Yeah. That's exactly. by design. Yep. Yeah. That's, well, uh, you need, but I mean, also too, you got to remember that the reason this gun works so well is, you know, I mean, a good example of how good of a design that the AK is is it can be built horribly wrong and still run. You know, it, it won't run well or it won't run for a long time, but it will run because and people tend to believe that, like, okay, this is a good AK because I built it and it'll run. No, you have no clue. You know, um, so, I've. I've Go ahead. It, it, Go. Somebody's wanting uh, to say it. Do it. Say it. No, no, I'm sorry. I, did I interrupt Jim? Jim? Hey, Jim. Jim. <laughs> Sonny speaking. Speak I'm up, sorry, man. I'm having a hard time hearing between all these people here. <laughs> they, yeah. I put headphones on so I could hear better. But yeah. yeah, Jim, we, we we met years, years, years ago in Arizona. You know, you still worked from your garage back then. So uh, Yeah, you remember, you remember the class that we did? You, me, and Marco. That was probably the first legitimate AK class ever in this fucking country. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You know, but uh, those times are forgotten because now there's a new wave, new age, new new ways, new modernized this and that. But 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 here's the thing, guys. You know, Jim. Uh, I'm trying to think. Besides him and Mark Krebs, back in those days, who else was making AKs, Jim? Um, Troy Sellers was pretty good. He did a lot well, of Troy good stuff. Sellers, um, Troy Sellers. Troy Sellers knows the AK. You know, Ted Marshall. Remember him? Ted Marshall. Yeah. Well, Ted Marshall. Ted Marshall. No doubt. Ted Marshall is actually one of my mentors. I, yeah, I Ted saw. Ted Marshall. I actually, I actually had one of his guns, and unfortunately, I had to sell it. But yeah. Uh, but you know, so back then there were what four or five guys that were at the beginning of of, of that whole movement with access to good parts to to you know and they really dug into the into the system they really dug into this rifle now you have dudes that literally they they 
they may or may not take some half-assed glass there and uh, they start making a case in their garage and it's all good. They come to my class, they have about 60 fucking choke-ups on, the, on, the, on their AK. Of course, <laughs> you know, of course, the blame will go to ammunition or, or that, you know, my clay here in East Texas is a little bit too hard even on AKs. And you look at that shit and you go like, dude, you know, leave leave the job to people who actually are passionate about it and know what they're doing. It, it became too much of this, you know, a hobby of putting together a gun. Guys, this is fucking combat rifle. Bless you, brother. You know, and, and we should just. We should just talk straight about it because I know there's a lot of listeners out there that go like they have inspiration maybe to go in the garage tomorrow after this inspiring freaking show and go like, I'm going to put my AK-105 together. No, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't. It's going to be AK-49. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've, and we've well, had several I'm questions about uh, parts kits and all that. If you go back to our previous episodes, I think we've answered all those. So go check our previous episodes. Brian, you got, let's do one more listener question. And then uh, we've got giveaways to do. We've got prizes to award. We we award our listeners here, reward our listeners. No other podcast gives away more than Talking Lead. And we're going to prove that on this episode. And we're also doing... A, a Galil giveaway with IWI US. So I'm going to give you details on how you can get an additional 500 entries on that giveaway. But let's do one more question, Brian. Let's see. This one is, uh, I'm really into it. This will sound like a basic bitch question, but I think it's actually going to be really interesting. I think everybody would say that they don't particularly care what zero somebody uses so long as they know where their bullets go. But past that, what is everyone's preferred zero for an AK with or without a red dot? Well, I have one. Lay it on us, sir. 25 yards, zero with sight set at 100. That's it. Thank you, sir. Question has, question, question has been answered. Let's move on to giveaways. <laughs> well, now Marty, right? Jeff has a really interesting method that um, uh, a bunch of people who I know who aren't on this call really like. So, Jeff, you want to run us through the belt buckle, or do you want to be non-controversial tonight? That's a fine, a fine thing too to just enjoy yourself. You look to be have a low blood Come on, pressure Jeff, at the moment. Go for it, brother. <laughs> no, I actually the the zero that I prefer is um, out of straight Soviet doctrine. It's a hundred meter zero that you've got the, um, I'm trying to remember the measurements where your front side post appears to be the same size as the silhouettes there. You always aim at the belt. Um, and then that it compensates for the 26 centimeter rise of the bullet as it's going down. That takes you out to 350 meters for your battle site zero. That's what I always used. And, and it worked very well for me. So if you aim at, you aim at a guy's belt, um, you'll hit him. So the idea being is the reality is in combat. I don't necessarily care where I hit you as long as I put lead in you. And so <laughs> whether it's whether it's here or here or here or here, really it doesn't matter. I'm 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 punching holes. 
And so out to 350 meters, like what you were talking about, Marco, out to four where you have your standoff. But I got that off of the standard Soviet manual that had been translated back in, I think it was like 1973, it was 100 meters zero. And so that's that's the one that I prefer. It simplifies it. I'm a pretty simple guy. It's like, okay, from here to 350 meters, aim at the belt, I'll hit. That's it, good it, enough. It's super easy and genius and I, simplicity. I second this 100%. So I would have a, I would prefer a 100 meter a zero and my battle site set up at the at the battle position. Uh, also, well, and, well, if you want to detail it, let me let me detail it a little bit. The 25 yard zero with the sight set on 100, pointing at center of mass. At at 25, you're going to get center of mass. At 50, you're going to get about a half an inch high. At 100, you're going to get about another inch high. At 200, you might get about the same or start to drop a little bit. At 300, you'll be about in the belly. So either way you do it, either one works. And and, and as Jeff said, it's just all about getting metal on meat. And uh, either way, we'll do it. So whatever you choose to do. Just make sure you know how it works and know your holdovers because if you try, if you have to hit something beyond 300 yards, you need to know what your holdovers are on that gun, and it's uh it's not that hard to do. I mean, I've 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 uh, taken I've taken the AK out as far as a thousand yards, and I've seen that you can actually hit a target at a thousand yards. The bullet the hole is going to be oblong because the bullet is falling from the sky at that point, but you can actually do it if you know your holdovers. Um. One more thing I want to add to, uh, like, uh, talking about the standard manuals and how the soldiers were trained back then in the home country. Uh, and I, it seems like I'm the only guy talking about full auto stuff because I guess I, you know, we have a few. It's relevant. And, it's uh, definitely relevant. And we, tra yeah. we train the Southeast Michigan Army ROTC on standard and non-standard weapons. But anyway, um, we're firing full auto at the distances at about uh, 200 to 300 meters on advancing enemy, which would be arranged in the checkered pattern, uh, would have you aim at the right knee in the full auto in the short burst, uh, whereas uh, first round will strike the target in the chest. The second round will going over the left shoulder with expectations striking the uh, next trooper uh, in a checkered pattern. And that's the reason why the targets uh, on the training basis uh, at the ranges were set up the same way. And it would be uh, considered like a big deal if you actually would um, knock the two targets for two rounds uh, burst. And uh, I mean, it's been done on a regular basis. And uh, so that's another one, but uh, what, it's just range, like an anecdotal thing. What range was that at, Marco? Uh, 200 to 250. Gotcha, thanks. Anything to add, Sonny? Yes. Anything to add to that? No, not really. Okay. I got something to add to the zeroing that um, I found shooting a lot of, you know, class competitions guys don't realize is um, when you zero your rifle and your bullet's supposed to do something, go verify that at distance. Like, yeah. your bullet's supposed to that is very at true. 200, at 300, at this hold. Guys, they, go, they, they look online, they read something, they send their 25-yard zero, they move their, op, you know, their, their slide up or their dot or whatever it is, but their left and right 
at 200 is could potentially be off because you know obviously the, the magnification of your cone of fire and a lot of guys go well, my bullet's going in a weird spot i'm like it's going the same place your sights are off and they don't <laughs> jump for down I, I will i will add something really quick guys so you know over years now i had a bunch of different uh dudes come through classes with with different kind of competence levels and all that and i can tell you this and, uh, and and this is even from the class about three weeks ago observation is this we do this drill i call two five drill which is basically three magazines loaded with seven eight and ten rounds for 25 rounds total uh you have five distinct targets to hit with two no-shoot targets. You have 60, 60 seconds to do the drill while you're moving in between the barrels, clockwise and counterclockwise, static shots not allowed. So we had guys with all kinds of zeros. We had guys with all kinds of red dots. We had guys with guns made by uh, two of the best AK makers known in the West. They are on this show right now, Brian and Jim. And uh, the longest distance they shoot that drill is about 14 yards. It goes from 14 to about three yards. Hmm. And I can tell you this, no matter what zeros they had, no matter what gear they used, what ammunition was in there, none of that mattered. But if they did not have skill, how to do things while not being shot, while not being addressed, being in very complex situation where you had to have certain cadence where you had to hit targets in specific sequencing and all that uh you would see the shooters that could punch three holes at the size of the quarter from 100 and they would out of 25 shots they would have 15 of them off the paper it's a good point yep. yep shooting and moving is a skill that a lot not a lot of least americans have even attempted because you know majority of the guys that we know you know here in arizona we have amazing ranges that we can go to whereas most people are stuck on like on you know on the x and so they you never shoot and, and, and i don't think it's only availability of the ranges man you know I, I will actually blame it partially on uh in this training industry today is that uh, a lot of dudes with all due respect they do come trainers instructors they do come from the military backgrounds mm -hmm. And a lot of them work within team environments. Movement is not necessarily stressed that much. It's usually teamwork. It's usually element of surprise. It's usually overwhelming firepower and so forth. Uh, that's not what civilians going to be dealing with. Yeah, I thought I could shoot when I was in the army, and I got out, and, and I realized real fast. And if I, we don't adjust our training, and we teach a team kiss the door and 12, 12 super operators doing their shit. Versus one guy who wakes up in the middle and his nuts are swinging while he's while he's screaming because he forgot to grab an extra magazine and now it's time to defend your family. It's a little bit different story. Yeah. Yeah. And that being said, uh, I think the majority of you guys do offer training courses, if I'm not mistaken. So let's uh, let's go around the horn here and let's talk about uh, some of the training courses that you guys offer. We'll start with Sonny. Oh, me? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, well, some of you may know, I, uh, me and my wife, we purchased property here in East Texas. So I have my own training facility in the deep woods of East Texas. 
we call it aptly a Ford Honey Badger because we don't <laughs> give a shit. At this at this point, I have a live fire range. God willing, here shortly we're gonna start building in building indoor training facility for force on force and combative training. Um, courses that I offer, I kind of cut down the number of uh, different classes I teach. I teach uh, three different iterations of what I refer to as AK knowledge or A knowledge or however you want to say it, AK knowledge. So there is three different iterations of that course specifically uh, for the battle rifle. And no, you don't have to bring just AK rifle. You can bring any magazine fed battle rifle to that class. I also teach pistol courses. I also teach combatives courses. And that's what we do. And what's your website and where can they get in touch with you? Sunnypuzikas.com. Pretty simple. P-U-Z-I-K-A-S. There you go. Jim, you're in the middle Sorry. of doing something right now, Secret Squirrelish, but you do offer training courses and build courses. Uh, I do. Uh, build courses are hugely popular. Talk about what you're doing. Well, I'm only doing private classes now with no more than one to five people, mainly because I can do a more, much more extensive class and teach people what they really need to know and not just push them through like a, you know, um, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, and they've been very successful. They, uh, we're doing quite well. And actually, yeah, I was doing a class for the last three days and I don't want to talk about that one, but, um, sure. you know, I'm, I'm just in a different place right now. Understandable. Um, um but, uh, the, um, <clears throat> the thing is, is, you know, we only do build classes. I don't teach, I don't teach shooting anymore. I'm too old for that stuff. You know, you got guys like Sonny and other, other guys out there who are teaching all this stuff. And I don't teach shooting classes anymore. Plus I'm a weaver shooter. Nobody cares about that anymore. <laughs> uh, but no, my build classes are probably the most advanced and the most thorough that you could possibly imagine. And uh, I'm not going to go into detail on that because I'm not really good at promoting myself. I don't really care about that shit. But people that know, know. If you want to learn how to build it right, come and see me. You know, I know how to do it. There yeah. you go. Shoot me an email, yeah. at gmail.com and I'll uh, hook you up. Yeah, let me pump your tires a minute, Jim. Jim has a fantastic class that gives you everything you need to know to really start doing it right, not blow your face off. He's way more giving than he should be with his understanding um, and knowledge and wisdom on that, and he's really pleasant. You know, often when you get somebody that's as good as Jim is at building, they get grumpy and cross and impatient with the students. And Suck them that way all the time. <laughs> no, nah, well, maybe that's it. Yeah, okay, so that's Jim's default setting maybe. But at any rate, he let me get away with so much bullshit in his class, and he was nice the whole way through it. And um, so, you know, just a really good And look teacher. at what you've done. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> good call. Yeah, I love you, brother. Marco. <laughs> Back at you. Hey Marco, yo. How about you? I know you uh, you're into the training as well. Well, yeah, I used to. I used to um, run two courses out of Chapman, Kansas. Um, we uh, under guises of uh, behind lines. I haven't done those in a long time, and uh, we kind of killed the thing. But uh, I do do training, and it's now only to. Um, uh, a military personnel and uh, like a full full time uh, national guard 
up in Lansing, Michigan, or uh, Southeastern Michigan ROTC cadets. And we have at our disposal, we have just about everything from uh, M203 grenade launchers to um, um, uh, slant back Humvee mounted uh, M M2, uh, M59 Jeep from Vietnam era with M60, um, you know, M240, M249, all the standard stuff and, and some of the non-standard stuff as well. Uh, anything from... Um, AKSUs and um, the Vitas and and the uh, of course all full auto and then uh, and then of course the sniper uh, portion of it as well. So that's what we do. We don't. Um, I don't offer anything to private uh, or on a commercial basis. And for our military listeners, how can they get in touch with you? Um, I guess they can get in touch through you. There you go. Talking late at gmail.com and I'll, I'll hook you up with Marco. No doubt. Jeff, are you doing any uh, sort of firearms training or, or anything like that? Um, well, <clears throat> I'm actually, I I'm a lifelong student myself. So, um, uh, you know, at, at one point I lost my mind and decided to go back to school. So I'm a, I'm a full-time student right now, as well as my other, business endeavors so i'm juggling a lot of balls but um uh, you know I, we do from time to time we're getting ready to launch we've got a system that we've been developing over the last couple of years that we're calling xtac it's a uh, it's about the size of a uh, a light that goes on the bottom of your pistol or rifle we've really embraced the uh, airsoft as a as a training um, if you treat it like a toy, then it's a toy. If you treat it like it's a training rifle, it's a training rifle um, and or rifle or pistol. And this laser system goes on and it downloads to an app on your phone so you can tell who shot who and when and it disables it so that you can't go back and um, say, I shot you first or whatever. You can shoot the projectiles or the airsoft if you want or you can shoot the lasers. It's got a belt so it'll bite you if uh, a shock belt. So it'll bite you if you get hit. Um, so you've got a little bit of stress inoculation that's there too. So it's more of a, lo a lot more of like kind of like what Sonny was talking about and Marco of like being able to shoot and move at the same time um, and trying to bring in that three-dimensional um, dynamic environment that's going through. Mm -hmm. We're in the mm -hmm. tail end of the, uh, of the release. So we'll be releasing that probably, I don't know, three, four months, depending on... Um, some of the computer, you know, that we're just working all the bugs out of the apps right now so that you can, but you can shoot. I mean, snipers can shoot from 300 meters away or you can shoot from, you know, face to face all the way up because the, the app geolocates and stuff. So we, we are doing some of that on the, on the ready man side for me personally, like I'd like nothing better than to like, Say, uh, I'm going to go to Jim's class, and then the next week I'm going to go to Sonny's class, then I'm going to go to Marco's class, then I'm going to go hang out with You can Brian. do that. You can do it. <laughs> I, I, that's that's exactly. Go hang out with Neil because, like, I found, like, inevitably people have figured out a bunch of stuff that I haven't. And so, oh, for me, I just, I just want to learn, you know. Yeah. Good outlook, Jeff. And you're always welcome to come over here and we'll uh, 
put you behind some uh, stuff and get that nostalgic feeling out of you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, Same, I, Jeff. I don't know you. I've never, we've never met before, but you, you've done a lot of stuff and you know, whatever you, if you need, if I can help you with anything, just give me a call. Oh, thank, thank you very much. I, I am like, I, you know, a lot of people don't know. I, I, at one point, if I had known, I'd have probably chickened out, but, um, I went back and I'm an accelerated nursing program and I actually take my last set of finals next week. And so, uh, on Tuesday and, and it's been, man, it's been super rewarding. It's been a kick in the balls. So I'm not going to lie at going back to school at 52 years old, you know, with, uh, Get my <laughs> I get that. but it's been it's been phenomenal and i would encourage everybody i feel like i've you know i feel 10 years younger in in some respect so like i mean that i'm a lifelong learner people ask me like do you teach classes and i'm like yeah but i'd, I'd rather go to a class and, yeah. and learn some more yeah. you know so that's that's a that's a great statement jeff because the minute you stop the minute you think you know it all is when you stop learning you know it's it, and i've seen so many people get into that mode where you, you should always be a student yeah you and nailed the, it man paul markle stop learning is when you die so <laughs> i'm on a longevity plan neil i know you uh you've got some things going on in the training realm talk about it uh, not really anymore. Okay, um, never mind. Yeah, I, I rolled my company up about two years ago, and I've been focusing on on three gun and, and the competition side of stuff. So I haven't had time between that and work. Okay, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's give some shit away. So, who's on Instagram right now? Get on Instagram. Get on Facebook. Jim, get your guy to get on Instagram or Facebook. Talking Leds. What's that? Get your guy to get on. Who's there with you? It's not his guy. guy. It's Jared. Yeah. Oh, Jared. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Jared's here with me. Jared said hi, by the way. What's up, I'm Jared? using his phone because I couldn't figure out how to get on your fucking contact. My phone was my phone. <laughs> it was a link. <laughs> so Jared made it work. So that's I want you guys here. to pick the winners. That's what <laughs> I'm getting up? at. So go through the Instagram. Go to that post that I did. And I'll pick yours, Marco. Okay. We'll pick yours for you. Um, I think I turned, I don't know. And we're on Facebook and we're on Instagram, so you can pick pick your favorite uh, question from those. We've got, oh my gosh, we've got all kinds of things to give away here for the season finale. We've got uh, Mission First Tactical. We've got a dump tray and we've got a $100 gift card to Mission First Tactical. Seal one, we've got one of their complete care COP kits to give away. Factory 47. We're going to give away a mug, a Talking Letty, AK Corner mug, a t-shirt, and a hoodie. ASP USA has put up three flashlights and three $20 gift cards for those three winners. Um, and Marco's going to give away one of his books, his new books that he uh, talked about. Do you anybody else want to give anything away here? Yeah, we're going to be giving away three of our four-prong uh flash suppressor mount what um in whatever thread the winner desires nice. we got half 28 5 ace 24 and 14 one left nice i'm one of those winners by the way now there you go yeah <laughs> have i not gotten you one yet See, i need to fix myself you've got two yeah. to give <laughs> <laughs> I bought that 1982 S10 that's been parked on my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm just 
That's nice. That's nice. All right. Um, Sonny, are you on social meds? No, not right now. Where's your phone? Get your phone. Pull up somebody. Pull up I'm looking at it. I'm using my phone for this. Oh, I got you. Yeah. All right. Who's Jeff? Pick a winner. Okay. Let's, uh, well, I'm going to go back to the, the guy who I'm going to shamelessly promote myself here. Oh, I like it. So okay. it's P-Man 301 that asked about if Black Autumn's going to be made into a series or show or a movie. Got to make him a winner. There you go. P-Man. Uh, you're going to get, how about the, the Mission First Tactical Dump Tray with the AK Corner logo on it? Boom. That's what he wins. So, winners, when we announce your names, you got to shoot me an email, talkinglet at gmail.com. Tell me what you won uh, and give me your contact info, your mailing address, and I'm going to forward it on. Um, to our prize provider so they can get those to you. And if it's a size or something like that, give me your size. It's talkinglit at gmail.com. There you go. Talkinglit at gmail.com. Okay. I'm, I'm sending that to him right now on, on IG. Oh, no, no, no. He's got to listen to the show. Oh, our, crap. The only go way ahead. they win is if they listen. We do not notify them. Oh, that's sorry. part of, That's part of being part of the Leadhead Brigade. If you don't listen to the show, you don't win. <laughs> sorry. Party foul. That's okay. That's okay. You can send him one. That's fine. He'll probably enjoy that. That's like a bonus that he gets. All right. Dump tray down. And that went to who? P-Man. Yeah. P-Man 301. Got it. All right. Who's Who wants to pick the next winner? Jim? What am I supposed to do? I don't know how to do this. Neil, pick a winner. <laughs> <laughs> You're muted, by the way. You're muted. Yeah. You got to unmute yourself. Good thing. Novice. First timers. Uh, <laughs> First timers on the show. I mean, come on. I'm so used to Zoom calls at work that I have to mute myself because I've got six other things going on. Um, I think I think it's called Molniers Might on Instagram. Okay. Uh, the question was the I'm interested in a recce 8K with LPBO. What's he winning? Uh, how about we give him one of the flashlights and $20 gift cards from ASP? Sounds good to me. There you go. M- Milnor's. <laughs> right? <laughs> Thor's hammer, right? Something like that. Mjolnir, you mean. Mjolnir. Okay. I know how to pronounce that one. Okay. <laughs> so are you, you, you got a winner? Oh, you're not on there, are you, uh, Marco? So I'm gonna no, pick, I don't know anything about those. Uh, you don't know anything about social meds. All right, so I'm going to pick um, Marco's winner, and I'm just going to go on here, and I'm just going to, I'm going to spin it. I'm going to spin it, and I'm going to stop it, and it stopped on Saluas Pazikas. <laughs> what did I win? <laughs> so what round I two. Win? I win Marco's book. So here's the thing. All of you guys, everybody on the show today is going to win a uh, Mission First Tactical dump tray. And we're going to do a special design just for you guys. Wow. So everybody here is going to every all our guests, Jim, Jeff, Neil, Marco, Sonny, Brian, David, you're going to get one for yourself? 
Cool. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So David wants to do something special for you guys. So we'll probably put together a little a little MFT package for all you guys. So, yeah, definitely you're going to get a little something for the season finale of the Talking Lead AK Corner. Actually, uh, I also have a suggestion yes. for your upcoming shows, maybe for next season, like a new segment. Season four. Next season. Yeah. Yeah. But, in, I mean, I feel like, uh, you know, we've fielded some questions, maybe, what, total, maybe seven or so, but I'm pretty sure there were a lot more. Yeah. And maybe what you can do is you can uh, compile them in just a sheet and stuff, you know, like a one-pager, and then email it to all of us and have us all answer it. Well, there's and this thing we'll, called social media, Marco, that, uh, that if you if you <laughs> had an account, you can, know, hang on. <laughs> although you don't have us on the show, but you can read the answers, you know, like, uh, uh-huh. you know, from us in your next show, and that would be a segment like to respond to uh, the, the, the listeners' questions. You're still in the Soviet Union. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But that is... <laughs> I appreciate the feedback. All right, so I, I that got, next I winner, Sonny's winner. What's Sun? Oh, Sonny. All right, we got to go for somebody else. All right, uh, Instagram. It, yeah, it was Instagram. That's there's the FPS Murdoch. Yes, and because Sonny was so animated on this, okay. His okay. question was, I know where Sonny stands on this, but how do the rest of you feel about the AK enhanced safety? Actually, it was one of those questions where we also had a disagreement between the, between the participants. So it's kind of entertaining, you know? Yeah. yeah, it was entertaining. We went for it for a while. So FPS Murdoch on Instagram. FPS. So he's the winner of our next prize, which is going to be... How about we give him a AK Corner mug? I think he drinks coffee. He'll appreciate that. He'll like that, yeah. And he he attended our class in Nashville, and I think he's attended your classes, Sonny. You know FPS. I know him. Yeah, good guy. He's a good guy. So uh, he he's get, aight. He's aight. <laughs> <laughs> he gets the Factory 47 uh, talking Letty. All right. I got to mark these off so I know what all we've given. So we're down to two of these. So two more flashlights. We've got a T-shirt and a hoodie. We've got a Seal One kit. Let's do the Seal One kit next. Well, hang on a second. You skipped over me. Am I sending my book to Sonny? No, let's <laughs> pick someone else. Marco, I'll, I'll, buy, I'll, Marco I'll, buy, I'll buy your book. Let's give it to, to one of the listeners. Because, you know, we kind of got off the subject because the book is still on the table. The bo- yeah, no, we got a lot of prizes still on the, the table. Listener. Hey Marco, can I buy the book directly from you so that there's only one left, and Brian it, bought it. Well, and, and because and because Brian bogarted the last one on Amazon, <laughs> can I can I get it straight from you? Maybe y'all could trade books. I mean, oh, I that's an idea. You guys need to trade. You don't have to buy it. I'll just send it to you. No, 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 man. Autumn series for the AK forty-seven. Marco's AK-47. I think that's a good trade. I suspect Marco's got way more valuable information than Black Autumn does. So, oh, You shut your whore that. mouth, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll email you, Marco. I, def, I, I love reading AK stuff. I definitely want to read that so I can... So, Jim, yeah. pick a number between 1 and 50. 
You're muted. <laughs> That's a great facial expression, though. Who, who are you asking? Uh, Jim. Four, oh, 47. 47. Nice oh, number. That's unexpected. Funny how that comes up, huh? Yep. 47. Cody Atherley. You wake up to enemy paratroopers falling from the sky. What do you grab to defend the homeland? I answered my I answered my copy of Red Dawn 1984 and played on all TV streaming channels, movie theaters, drive-in theaters, and gas stations. That was my answer. <laughs> Take that. As, as, I, as I always explain to my students, the Red Dawn is the worst sci-fi movie ever made. Sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> just because you weren't in it because <laughs> you can't well, add it to your imdb it, credits hold on a second there's a funny story behind it when they were making the remake of red dawn the red dawn 2 i actually got a call from production team to work with them and uh i responded the same way i respond to enhance safety with fuck no <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, so Cody, you win an ASP USA flashlight. So you're one of the ASP winners. Email, talkingledgegmail.com. All right, next winner. Let's roll these off. Brian, pick a winner. Uh, let's do uh, Bailey Muller 80, my nerd asking about the AK gas system. Okay, Bailey Muller. Yep. You win the SEAL 1 kit. Very nice. All right. Who else is on uh, social meets? Pick a winner. Were there any questions about training at all? Yeah. Yeah, there were there were training there were training questions. Yeah. Because those were, that would be my winner, but what do I know? That was a uh, Sack Archer. His question was for a gentleman from across the pond. What training techniques would you like to see brought over? War to the West that you'd recommend that would be considered out of the norm for us in the United States. And I think, Sonny, you hit that more shoot and move. Um, also, I can't wait for this episode, blah, blah, blah. So that's Sack underscore Archer. Okay. Let's give him Marco's book. There you go. Oh, that lucky dog. Yeah, Sack Archer. He just got hit. Did he just get his first... Uh... ODS 1775? He, he is one of my customers and a really good dude. Really, really good guy. Yeah, I met him I, at uh, Kalash Bash, Texas. Uh, him and Pierce, yeah. Great dudes. Yeah. Great dudes. We got another one uh, requesting with a training question. Giddy Up was the guy that was talking about asking about military training that turned out to be silly or ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Good question, yeah. 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 All right, so Sack Archer, or no, who? Who did you say? Uh, Giddy Up. Giddy Up. Also had that, that training. He ought to get, that's a good question. He or she uh, let's ought, give, ought to get some swag for that question. Let's give Giddy Up one of the flashlights. So that's all three flashlights gone from ASP USA. And if you guys go to my website, talkingled.com, uh, there's a link to ASP there. And you can click on that link, use the code LEADHEAD. You're going to get 15% off uh, your purchase at ASP USA if you didn't win. 
All right, so all three flashlights are gone. We've got a T-shirt, a hoodie, a $100 gift card, and we're going to let David pick the winner of the $100 gift card, and let's do that now. So, Dave, Hodor, also known as Hodor. Hey, man. What's up, brother? I, I was muted at your request. Uh, <laughs> I'm using my phone, too, here, so uh, I'm, like, on the spot. Can I, pick, can I pick a number? I'll come back to you. All right. I'll come back to you. So let's uh, let's pick the winner of the T-shirt, and I'm just going to do a little scan through Instagram here. Boom. The T-shirt winner is uh, Clyco47. Clayco. Big, big, <laughs> you know that? You know them? Yeah, yeah. Clay's awesome. Okay. Yeah, he's a good dude. All right. So, oh, <laughs> Clayco. But I think we should call him Clayco from now on. I, I, that has a ring to it. Clayco. Yeah. <laughs> Can everyone remember their very first AK and the impression it had on them? Jesus. And Clayco, that you was win. A good response. Dude. Clayco, you win the hoodie. You win the hoodie, Clayco. So, oh Jesus, that that. Everybody's response. I like that. I'll, yeah, I'll there, there, the, there's a reason I took Jim's build class after I bought a, a gun from a company whose name I won't uh, repeat. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Jim, Jim's I'll, response I'll, says it all. I think. I'll tell you what, Marty. The, the, the first AK I had was um, wasn't really mine, but it was those two AKs we tested for SOCOM. And that killed the SR-47 program. Right. They were Tricom 56s. They literally looked like they'd been pulled out of a dumpster. Um, they they hadn't been cleaned probably ever. All of the finish had gone off of them. And, uh, and then when we shot them, it completely upended everything that we had thought about AKs, except for reliability. That was true. But everything else we'd proven was like was a complete and total lie, and and that was with rat trap AKs. And so, yeah, I remember the first two that I really um, it, it was it was pretty cool. Cool. Is that okay to admit that when I just moved to US, I didn't know nothing about AKs here? So one of the guys that goes like, "Yeah, my neighbor is selling an AK." I'm like, "Okay, I'll buy it." You know what did I buy from him? What? I O. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a it's a toss up with them. I mean, yeah. I have to rework every one of them, and I I have a good I mean, I have a it's a project extended experience with I O's AKs. I a, still have a PTSD after that one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they came with a lifetime warranty. <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> they didn't live though, did they? No, there was no life. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, same time last year, I bought all of their returns. Like 96, 96 of them. With anything <laughs> from a cracked tunians to a blown out the receivers and stuff. And we wind up putting about 78 uh, guns together. Oh, wow. Like out of them. Probably got those so, dirt cheap yeah. too, didn't you? <laughs> yep. So we got them, but uh, yeah, that's it. But hey, they bringing in all this uh, hard to be uh, 
uh, mad at him. They're bringing all these uh, surplus guns in, including M1s and uh, all kinds of cool stuff. So. All right, next winter, we're going to do the T-shirt from Factory 47, the AK Corner, the one just like I got on right here. Very nice T-shirt. Uh, because I like his name, and we did have a pretty good discussion on this, Tactical Midget 702, do you guys prefer going over or under when uh, racking? So that was a good um, question there, too. We got a lot of comment on that. So Tactical under. Midget. All right, I think David. the preferred moniker is small people now, though. So little people, yeah. Am I gonna get am I gonna get shadow banned because I said midget? Probably. Probably. I already am, so fuck it. You're just going, right just going vertically yeah. challenged. <laughs> <laughs> David, did you find a winner for our one hundred dollar gift card from Mission First Tactical? I, I did. I'm I'm going with Joseph Roman on Facebook who posted a pic of his AK talking lead AK corner uh Armor's track. Nice. Joseph Roman on Facebook. I feel you, like he needs more MFT in his life. He does. So there you go. What was his question? He just posted that? He didn't have a question? He just posted. Didn't have a question. See, there you go. The you don't have some, to have a question. You just participate. That's all we look for is participation, and you're going to win. So that was the $100 gift card. Uh, we've given away the seal one. We gave away all the factory 47 items. We gave away all the ASP items. We gave away Marco's book. And Brian, we need to give away the uh, muzzle devices now. So pick a winner for the first muzzle device for um, Occam Defense's muzzle device. Well, you know, the, uh, the two gents, the life partners over at AR-15 Podcast, I forget their names, but they're awesome. And, and, uh, the AR 15 could do with a little Occam on it. So why don't we throw one of the flash hiders their way? All right. So that's going to go to, and he actually, he actually participated and answered and asked a question. Tandem Dooley. Oh yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. So Tandem Dooley. He contributes a lot. That's great. Nick, uh, you know, the routine, shoot me an email. And we'll hook you up with one of uh, one of those muzzle devices. Uh, hey, let's pick a wild card for number three. Do it. The Joker 6981. No questions here. I already know it's going to be awesome. That's good energy right there. I like that. So the Joker 6981. And he wins a muzzle device? Yep. Okay. Are you giving the AR-15 guys two of those, one each? Oh, just because it's them and they don't have to fight over it, we can do that. And we can we can do two to them. And but you guys haven't seen them; they're they're a little bit catty with each other. Um, <laughs> so uh, so uh, uh, yeah, we can do one more. Uh, how about uh, we don't have to left side charging handle mods? Have we given that one away yet? Or has he has he won anything? The Woodsman pilot. Um, I don't on know. Left side charging handle. I don't know. Maybe he wins twice. So, what, do you want to give him one too? Okay. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. It's their responsibility to get in touch with me and tell me what they won. So, <laughs> I don't there it keep, is. I don't keep up with this shit. So there you go. That's. <laughs> I think that's everything. Unless was there anything else that you guys wanted to give away? Um, Jeff, you want to give away a book or anything? 
Sure. Yeah. We can give away a Rats you know, tourniquet. Some black books. What do you think? Books. Hey, give, give someone give someone one of my Beyond the Firearm DVDs. Beyond the Firearm DVD from Sonny? Yeah. So good. Brian, really, really good. Uh pick a winner. Oh, um Oh, let's do uh Oh. <laughs> the guy you drunk posted, Corey Brown. <laughs> Corey underscore Brown underscore MKT M4FN. Corey apostrophe Brown. asterisk double underscore. Um yeah. Corey Brown. Read his question because it's a drunk question. I have a confession. I have a con well, I'm gonna pronounce it as if I'm drunk. I have a confession. I'm inebriated when I'm commenting, but y'all seem to enjoy my comments, LOL. Marco, can you please tell these fascist fucks in their, put their, these fascist fucks in their place again, please? I enjoyed the last air asset question, so I will ask it again to all ex-military. What's your favorite air asset during deployment? Now for Brian Keeney, where are my AK build kits that are U.S. made? There has to be a market for it. It's actually a fairly rational question. So, yeah, good job, old your lecture, sir. Who's lit, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's a good question. Anybody want to answer him? Spectre. Spectre. Go big or go home. I like oh. it. I'm I'm torn between Spectres and A10s. Uh, well, <clears throat> Sukhoi twenty five, of course. <laughs> I could be a hind too. It's a split up. So I got a I got a funny hind story, right? So uh, <laughs> okay, we're on the we're on the border of of Pakistan, and Afghanistan. We're in ambushes, and um, um, the Pakis knew we were there. The Pakistanis knew we were there, so they they launched a hind gunship that was fun because we were right on the border, and it was flying up and down the border. Basically, to let us know that it was like, we know you're there, you know we're here, but I'll tell you what, you want to have your butthole pucker up to see one of those things fly overhead, and it's like, where's the radio? Call in the fast movers, they've got a hind here. Ah! And yeah, the hind, is, the hind is no joke. The Russians did a good job on that one. Very nice, very nice. All right, so one more, what... Um, one of Jeff's. We're giving away your book. Is that what it was? Yeah, let's give away a book. Pick a winner. Are you on uh, Instagram or Facebook? Yeah, stand by. All right, you pick. You pick the winner for that, and then that'll. Right. I think that's all our prizes. I'm what a give finale! Esum eighty seven e s o o m underscore eighty seven. Yeah, he's the one that said you wake up to enemy paratroopers falling from the sky. <laughs> yeah. So he's thinking post apocalyptic. Yeah. So. Uh, let, let's let's push it over to him. I like that. Great. So there you go. Right. So all you winners, talkinglet at gmail.com. Shoot me an email. Uh, AK Corner season finale. What you won. Uh, your shirt sizes, all that stuff, just in case the prizes encompass that. Um, and uh, I'll forward your info to all these guys. Founded in 2012, 
IWIUS is the USA-based subsidiary of Israel Weapon Industries Limited of Ramat Hasharon, Israel. The IWIUS line of products includes the Tavor X95, the Uzi Pro pistol and SMG, the Galil Ace line of firearms, and the belt-fed Negev line of light machine guns. IWI's mission is to bring the highest quality firearms with real world proven reliability to the U.S. commercial and law enforcement market. IWI U.S. are proud sponsors of the Talking Lead AK Corner and the Lead Head Brigade. Check us out at www.iwi.us and on social media under IWIUS. So there you go. What an awesome season finale. And guys, we're making it even better because you know what we you know what we're doing? We're doing a holiday giveaway also. And we're giving away a Galil Ace. Can you believe that? What what? What? A Galil Very fine firearm. Very a... fine. Somebody was What were you saying, Brian? I think he we got hacked. Us. He froze. You froze, Brian. Yeah, he was saying something and the God was watching. So here's what we're doing. And I'm going to share my screen because this is just, it's going to get you that excited. So here it is. Do you see my screen? So here it is. The Talking Lead and Friends Holiday Giveaway. We're giving away an IWI Galil Ace. Lockdown is putting up one of their hideaway shelves. A trigger lock. A puck, which I've got also, you can't see it right now, I'm holding it up, uh, that goes into your safe. It detects the temperature, the humidity, and if somebody's trying to get into your safe, it'll shoot you uh, notifications on your phone. So all that smart technology. And they've got an AR-15 magazine holder there because the Galil that we're giving away is a 5.56 Galil. Hold your comments. Enforce, we're doing one of their weapon-mounted lights. Seal One is going to give away one of their complete gun care cleaning kits. Flatline Fiberco, a, a rifle sling, and one of their improved dump pouches, which we had Chad on a couple of episodes back talking about the improvements that he's made to the dump pouch, uh, where you can mount it directly under your magazine, um, real estate on your belt so it's not taking up additional real estate and he's got administrative uh, pouches on the inside of it so you can uh, store things and then Mission First Tactical our buddy Dave over at Mission First Tactical five custom magazines four of those are going to be ugly Christmas sweaters which was my design thank you very much uh, and then the Israeli flag and the American flag on one you flip it over and you've got that. You get your choice of a holster and one of their awesome new bags, backpacks that they're giving away. I've got a link in my Instagram and on my Facebook I've made posts. And then all the people that are participating have links to where you can go. This is a Gleam giveaway. It's one of those where, as you see here, the more you do, the more entries you get. And for listeners of the show, we just added this. The secret code. Okay? And this is for listeners only, because if you don't listen to the show, you're not going to know how to unlock this additional 500 entries. The code is 2A. 
capital two, capital A. Is there a capital in numbers? I don't know. It's the number two and a capital A. That's, <laughs> that's the secret code. You put that in, you're going to unlock 500 additional entries, which is going to put our listeners above and beyond the people who don't listen. So we again, we reward our listeners here. So that gives you an even better chance to win this awesome package. And one person is going to win all this. So how awesome is that? Not that great, huh? Okay. <laughs> so, extremely. <laughs> extremely. You said to hold comments. I thought it was really I thought it was a really good a really good giveaway. But David, Dave, Mission First Tactical. You've got some more awesome news yes. to drop on the Leadheads. Hit us with this. Yeah, I just want to let everybody know, all listeners know that we're officially launching our custom division uh, so that they can go to the website and upload their own artwork. And that's uh, kind of what we're going to be doing for all the participants on the show. Uh, I'm going to let my uh, creative director and program manager geek out, really dig in and have some fun with the, uh, the AK artwork for the dump trays we're going to send the guys. And uh, they can do the same thing. Uh, you know, happy to happy to print anybody's design. We offer some art services, or just uh, we can use any JPEG, PDF, AI file. Just uh, visit the website and throw your artwork up there. Is anything off limits? I would say no, <laughs> but you'd be surprised some of the artwork that's already been submitted. Uh, so we uh, unfortunately had to say no one or two times. Yeah, uh, yeah. we don't like to, but um, you know, I don't want anybody to get in trouble, and I don't want to get in trouble. So. Uh, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, we have to. There you go. So yeah. go to Mission First Tactical and the holsters, the dump trays, the uh, tactical wallets, uh, the magazines, even their magazines. I got one right here. They can custom print on the magazines, too. So we've got our Leadhead Brigade logo on there. And as Brian pointed out earlier, this is, this is injected into this, so it's not going to scratch off. This isn't coming off of here. Very durable uh, on these magazines. Mission First Tactical 30 round. You got AR-10 magazines? Are you doing those also? Yes, sir. Yep. So when are you going to get into the hey, AK David. magazine business, brother? <laughs> it's it's another one of those on the list. It's coming. Any of you guys want to help out, man? We're, we're, we're ready for some help on that one. I think the more that you guys hey. inundate them with requests for these magazines, they'll make it happen. Because they can do it. They got the technology. So I, I found a place where you could get custom printed toilet paper made. And so I grabbed an ISIS flag off the internet and I submitted it for quote so that everybody could wipe their ass with the ISIS flag with regularity. Uh, awesome. And they wouldn't build it. And so I got to ask, will you go into the toilet paper business for us? That's, uh, that's an amazing idea. I would love to wipe my ass with ISIS. Tactical toilet paper. <laughs> You got it. All right. So that's that's all the news there, guys. Unless any of you have any awesome stuff to drop. Let's go around the table. We'll start with Marco. Marco, what do you got coming up? Nothing, really. I mean, no, I mean I, uh, take it back. Uh, my little company, we, uh, we've been importing ammunition. And, of course, we got hit by the, uh, the ban. But I still hold the license until the December of next year for some of the ammunition. But we've been um, working on bringing some um, firearms 
um, ah. into U.S. And uh, somebody asked me earlier about the VSS, so I'm not saying much, but um, just being a lookout for those. And um, that's some stuff. And then, then uh, of course, there's a Serbian, uh, Serbian handguns and uh, Mauser action uh, hunting carbines, uh, some uh, surplus M35 Berettas. So you're doing a lot of surplus way. stuff, huh? Well, some of the surplus and some uh, newly manufactured stuff. So um, all of that is coming our way. Probably sometime in the first to second quarter of next year. We're going to do an episode on surplus uh, weapons next season, so we'll have you on for that. Yeah, I've been lately, um, I don't know what, I I ate something and uh, wind up collecting all kinds of interesting World War II stuff. Uh, and um, me and my son together, actually, and uh, accumulated the extensive collection. So I'll have some interesting stuff to show and uh, Okay. We'll do we'll do a little show and tell with that. Jim, are you with us? You still awake? I see your table over there. Nice bar. I think I think Jim's <laughs> I think Jim's asleep. Okay. Jeff, what about no, you? I'm here. Oh, I'm you there? Okay. I'm mute. I'm sorry. Oh, you're on mute. Okay. What do you got coming up, Jim? <laughs> well, you know, our release is probably gonna be we're hoping for February right now for the new rifle. Um, as well as other things. We've been working on a lot of stuff for the last couple of years and about to come to fruit. Now, I don't want to get into too much detail about it because I'm on the road right now. Class in a different state, in a different place. Cold as fuck here. I'm dying to get home and get back to work on what I do well. <laughs> I hear you, brother. We can't wait for you to get back to doing the shit that you do well. Well, it's coming. That's all I can say. It's in the mail. I like it. Sonny. Yes, sir. Yes, well, sir. I really don't do much exciting stuff besides training in my uh, new podcast. So that's really it. My training classes, you already dropped the websites. People can find it there. My podcast is Gospel of Violence Podcast. And uh, if you like your feelings hurt and your panties in the wad, you want to subscribe. Otherwise, stick to safer things. You know, Joe Rogan and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> You're so fucking cool. <laughs> and that's about it. Training, podcasting, that's what I do. That's you, it. What, how can they find you, get in touch with you, websites, things like that? What you got? Uh, well, com is my main website. That's as far as the training goes. And for the podcast is gospelofviolencepodcast.com. Gospel of Violence. Love it. I guarantee you got swag and stuff already for all that too, right? You got shirts and hats. and Not yet, but we will start working on it. And maybe I'll reach out to some of you about stuff. I, I know a guy. Get in touch with me. I, I've, heard about, <laughs> I, I've heard about the guy that you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jeff. Sorry, I was taking notes. Uh, you know, we're just finishing up Blood Spring, so the last book in the Black Autumn series. Um, and then I'm um, getting ready to focus heavily on our video our, uh, video platform. Um, so I'm, I'm, I own Full 30, which is, uh, you know, YouTube for guns, essentially. 
And now we're in the process of expanding that out. We've rebuilt that thing again. And um, and we're getting ready to open it up to more than just guns. We're opening it up to everything because we're, you know, essentially it's, well, we're sick of the censorship censorship and suppression that's taking place on, on social media. I've had several of my 100 plus thousand following um, places been shut down and you know, I'm constantly shadow banned on uh, Instagram and whatnot. So yeah, it's like, well, all right, we're just going to expand on our own stuff. So that's going to be my new focus. And we're still teaching classes. We've got the X-Tac, like I had spoken about earlier, that's going forward. And then I've got some other endeavors that I'm that I'm cranking on with a with a marketing company and whatnot. So yeah, I'm staying busy, staying busy, and going to school. And and learning. Are you like doing medicine or something? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a full time student right now in an accelerated nursing program, and so um, and if like I think I said before, if I'd known that nurses did as much as they did and had to do as much school, I'd have probably chickened out before I started. But once I started, it was like, well, crap, I got to finish now. So so I'm in the in the final days of that. Like finals are next week, so. But yeah, I'm staying staying busy. I got my fingers in a bunch of stuff. But the video platform is, I mean, it, it's it's timely to yeah. looking what's going on in the world, and that's that's going to be. Working with Jared, I know he's been uh, part of that as well. So anything I can do to help out, just keep in touch with me. Yeah, Jared's been Jared's been integral into that. I mean, uh, Jared Markle and just phenomenal individual. Good, Neil. Yeah, so I'm not nearly as cool as everybody else on this on this uh, podcast, but sure um, you are. <laughs> uh, you know, professionally, uh, for the shooting community at least, I, I'm working with some actually of your previous guests over the last this season, uh, to putting out a lot of uh, informational information. I just said the same word twice. Um, regarding content? informational content on Instagram, um, you know, to help people get a little leg up and uh, be able to take some of these high-speed classes and go into them with better basics um, and manipulation drills so that way they can get more out of what they're there for. Um, so that's on, uh, you can check that out at the Combat Accountant on Instagram, um, but that's, you know, all I really got outside of my personal stuff of competitive shooting. But you're an accountant that represents pot companies too. This is correct. <laughs> Jim, you need, to, you need to get to know this guy. I, I I live down the street from him. <laughs> okay, there you go. There you go. He he knows the he knows the good stuff. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'll be I'll be emailing you. Yeah. Let me let me know what kind of questions you got, and we'll see what I can get for you. I don't have questions. I just need stuff. All right, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're uh, uh, just about through the first production run. We did a small pre-production run of our adjustable gas block. It's. Uh, Borrows talking about, you know, great art or uh, good artists borrow, great artists steal. We try to steal from the best based kind of on the SVD, kind of on um, some of the HK stuff, kind of on the AK-12. It's a uh, 4140 alloy steel body that's nitrided. And then there's a 17.4 stainless aperture cup. And then um, that has multiple, you know, clicky, defined settings, including one that's full off for suppressed shooting. Um, 
plug cu- the cup comes out through the front. So if you want to clean it, it's not a big deal. Um, and then the spring, the detent spring, we try to run stuff really hard to make sure you don't have to um, in terms of testing. And uh, so we put a thousand rounds through the gun in 45 minutes, got it glowing orange. And we realized the one thing that we needed was an Inconel spring that would work up at 1100 Fahrenheit. And so we did it. So um, I think that's emblematic of the tr- stuff we try to put out is heavily tested and carefully conceived. And uh, so those are open for order right now. And um, they'll be shipping probably four to six weeks. So AuckhamDefense.com. Go check them out. At Occam Defense. Is it solutions or just Occam Defense on the AuckhamDefense.com. And um, we've got guns at a bunch of retailers around the country. Um, but uh, we also are building guns right now. Our lead time's pretty good. We're shipping at about four to six weeks right now. Um, you get to, It's, it's kind of like buying a Toyota or a Ford where you get to pick your your trim package and your seat color and your stereo and that kind of thing. So it's not full custom, but we do kind of build order. Very cool. cool. Yep. And thanks to uh, our other sponsors that made season three such an awesome season. Probably my, my favorite season so far. And season four is going to be even better. Mission First Tactical. David, thank you so much. Appreciate all the support that you give the show. Um, the codes, the discounts that you give our listeners. Leadhead is the code, 20% off. Mission First Tactical. I don't know if you guys are doing any end-of-the-year deals or anything right now, codes, but that's probably the best one going, isn't it? Yep. Yes, sir. Yep. Yes, sir. There you go. Seal One, use the code LEADHEAD. You're going to get 25% off at Seal One for any and all of their CLP cleaning products. Factory 47, use the code LEADHEAD. I try to keep it simple. See a little pattern here? LEADHEAD. 10% off Factory 47. Uh, That's our T-shirts. That's our hoodies. That's our leddies. I had one earlier. I don't have it right now. I did a social media live and I had it. Um, you go there and any of their products, not just the AK corner, but any of the factory 47 products. And it's all awesome. AK 47 based stuff. Um, 1776 for our classic logo stuff. You're going to get 20% off. Use the code talking lead at 1776united.com. Occam lube. Use the code leadhead in all caps. They had to be different at Occam lube and you're going to get 10% off at Occam lube. And no, you got to yell it. It's all caps. You got to yell it. Got to yell it. Yeah. Leadhead. 10% off. Occam Loop. Flatline Fiber Co. For any of their products at Flatline Fiber Co., their dump pouches, their slings, uh, these little things that go on your ear pro uh, when you're shooting, ear pro wraps, you get 10% off. Flatline Fiber Co. Use the code Leadhead. 10% off there. Uh, and then for the flashlights that we're giving away, ASP USA, uh, any of their products, you get 15% off. They have the batons. They're famous for the batons, uh, their handcuffs, any of their products. They're 15% off anything at ASP USA. You go to Talking Lead's website. There's a link there. You click on that link and use the code LEADHEAD. I have to, let, I have to yell because it's all caps uh, for 15% off ASP USA. So we'll be back with season four next year, Leadheads. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll kick it off at SHOT Show. Or are you guys going to SHOT Show? Everybody going to SHOT Show this year? Marco, yeah. Uh, I am, yep. 
Neil, yeah. Jim, yeah. Jeff, yeah. David? Just got a blank. Hodor's just, yeah. Sonny, you going? Nope. Sonny's not going. Fuck Shot Show. The hell with it. Exactly. <laughs> Can't show the there. Uh, we may be there. I, I haven't I haven't locked in a uh, a host for the lead quarters yet. We're in, we're in talks, so hopefully that'll work out. Uh, but until next season, leadheads, you can still shoot me all your questions, your comments, talkingletgmail.com. Any of our guests that we've had on, you want to get in touch with, you've got questions, follow-up questions, uh, they're more than happy if you hit them up on their social medias, their websites. Uh, you can email them or... You can come to me, talkingletgmail.com. I'll be happy to pass it on to them. Uh, but thank you, Marco, for being on, for all the support over the years you've been on. I think every every season, at least once, uh, since we started this three years ago. Sonny, thank you so much for being on. I hope to have you back on again more often now that you've got internet other than dial-up. <laughs> you keep talking, I'll switch back to dial-up. <laughs> I go longer than Rogan, you know. So. <laughs> this is the longest episode ever, uh, and I'm not even going to edit it. It's gonna, it's gonna run just like this. Jim, always a pleasure having you on, brother. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, I know that, that um, you were doing some very serious stuff there where you're at, but thank you for being on. Yeah, it was a rough day. Well, actually, we got one more day tomorrow. Well, anything we can do to lighten it up, that's what we're here for, brother. So appreciate you being on. Uh, definitely look forward to having you back on season four. Jeff, brother, always a pleasure, man. Um, there's so much that we can talk about with everything that you got going on between the AK Corner and our regular show. Uh, I know our, our listeners, it's a treat to have you on every time. Thanks for, thanks for having me. It's always a blast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And Neil. You're a new guy. We got to get you on the regular show. We got to hit you with the new guy questions. We got to run you through all that. So we're gonna have Neil back on the the regular show, and we're gonna we're gonna grill him on the, the Talking Lead podcast. So Neil, thanks for being on. Thanks for having me. And for having me with a good time. Let's do it. <clears throat> Absolutely. And Brian, Occam Defense Solutions. This show would not be possible without you. The last two seasons, you've made it possible. Uh, bringing not only the support, but the knowledge, the hooking us up with all these amazing people like Niels, like Neil. I don't know what it is with you and people named Neil or Niels, but <laughs> it's a Scandinavian past, thing. Scandinavian. I'm starting to see a pattern here. So yep. uh, really appreciate it and looking forward to doing season four with you, brother. Yeah, likewise. And thank you to all our guests today. This was a really fun treat. Um, it's a hard time in this country right now, and this was more fun than I've had in a really long time. So thank you all very much. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Leadheads, until season four next year, have a happy holiday. Merry Christmas, Hanukkah. What are the other things that, that people celebrate during this time of year? I don't know. Uh, all that. Best of us. Yeah. <laughs> Best of us for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> That's Absolutely. <laughs> we'll we'll see you then, Leadheads. Thanks, Corey. Perfect. Right, That's perfect. God yeah, seriously, guys, epic talk. It was really fun listening to you guys.
Outtakes, outtakes, outtakes. I'm going to go grab my drink while you're checking that. I'll be right back. So together mode has been enabled for this call. Yeah, I think that together mode is that weird amphitheater thing that shows up. Yeah. Oh, now we're on a plane. Uh, I did. I did that. I think I did that. <laughs> Unless somebody else claims. That's excellent. I got to switch over to together view to see what Marco did here. This is great. But holy <laughs> shit! That's totally what we got to keep. This is amazing. <laughs> But I'm still I'm still not I'm still not seeing anyone anyway. So oh, weird. Well, the uh, we look like we're about five years old uh, <laughs> sitting in an airplane in the big there. there. <laughs> Shoot, man. Uh, Marty, I want to make a sincere request that we leave this the mode for the video. What mode are you in? Uh, Marco changed it over to. We're snakes on a plane, except we're all eight years old midgets in the seat. <laughs> I, I dig the shit out of it. Okay. Well, it, I'm just seeing the grid view on my end. So. Okay. Well, you can be the grown-up in the room. That's okay. <laughs> you know that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, did, you, did your video come back oh, on, Marco? Holy shit. <la> <laughs> now I'm what sorry, happened? I did that again. I did that again, but I still have not seen it. What do you I'll do try and uh, take some screenshots here because and uh, and message them to you because this is priceless. 